Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to episode 17 of Let's Unpack That, a podcast where we examine and unpack popular media. Um, and right now, <laughs> we're still reading Berserk. It's so funny because I know I'm going to I know I'm going to say that for the next like 2 years or something, but yeah, we're yeah. still reading Berserk. <laughs> um, and the the legendary manga by Kentaro Miura. Um, I'm Cheval and this is my best friend Cal Hello. and the officiant for my wedding as well. Oh yeah, I am that. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, no, it's that was cool. We talked about that yesterday. That was that was fun. Yeah. Um yeah, no, no. Um we're 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 back on schedule, everybody. It's still every two weeks, don't worry. We're um we're we're keeping it consistent. And um yeah, no, I'm I'm really excited to talk about today's chapters because they're kind of less shitty than the ones we had last time. And one of them is at least. One one chapter is pretty pretty good. Um but yeah, I mean, what what have you been up to since we, um, you know, definitely haven't talked uh, at all with in the past two yeah, weeks? It's not like we talk every day or anything. No, we never yeah. hang out or talk or do things together virtually since you live all the way down no. in Houston. Um, no, we, <laughs> I'm trying Ooh. to think. Uh, I feel like, I don't know, I feel like these past weeks have kind of gone by in a blur and like, I was like, oh wait, it's time to record my podcast again. <laughs> get my life together but Mm -hmm. um i have um been playing a lot of pokemon arceus pokemon legends arceus whatever it's called um yeah arceus yeah um and like i've been enjoying myself but i also (laughs) want a word with nintendo about a couple of things as well um, uh, yes, 20 frames per second, the video game. I love my it. god, a- <laughs> I I will never forget, like, the first time I realized, like, how bad it was. Because, like, before I was like, eh, it's, like, lagging a little bit, but, like, and, like, of course, this is not, like, acceptable, but I'm like, a lot of Nintendo games kind of run at this right now, so whatever. But then um, we, like, got out into, like, a bigger part of, like, one of the fields, and we saw, like, a Gyarados, like, flying in the distance, and it looked like someone was, like, slowly flipping a flip book, like, and, like, oh, no. like stuttering all the way across the sky, and it's really funny, and, like, in every area, anytime there's something, like, in the distance that's big enough that you can see it, and it's moving, it's never not funny to me. It looks so bad. Um, that is fucking hilarious. That that's like some shit I haven't seen like consistently since like the like PS like oh, three yeah. era. Oh yeah, <laughs> no, like, it's that's, bad. That's bad. It's it's heinous. Oh, man. And then like if there's too much going on, then it's also just like it's just like it's not meant for the Switch. Like I can't run on the Switch, which is so weird because like you and I talked briefly about how like. Breath of the Wild mm-hmm. runs fine on the Switch, but when I was talking with Zach about it, yeah. he was like, well, Breath of the Wild was also intended for the Wii U originally, technically, so yeah. it was for a lower system, but to me, like, I feel like you should know the limitations of your system when you're creating games. And- Hell, even, even then, I mean... Breath of the Wild still kind of runs like shit on the Switch. Oh, yeah, no, like, it does. It has, like, some super, like, laggy spots, right? But no, you're right. It's still one of the better running games, yeah. and it was made for the Wii U anyway. And, and like, the... It's funny because that's like a history with Zelda games too. Like for some reason, the first one on the next console was technically made for the one before mm-hmm. it. So 
like I, th- I think uh what was it um twilight princess supposed to be on gamecube yeah well. so like, yeah and like i don't know what why that's always their streak yeah yeah that one was weird too because like if you had the gamecube version it was like he was left-handed and if you had the wii version he was right-handed and yeah. stuff there was like a whole thing with that too very interesting uh zelda lore continuum errors <laughs> because of that game um <laughs> never not funny to me but um yeah it's 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 very fun, I should say that. Um, I do not feel like a lot of the characters are nearly as, like, memorable as, like, Sword and Shield. And, like, I get that this is kind of, like, a mm-hmm. peripheral game. Like, it's not a main game, technically. And right. I understand that. I'm aware of it. Before anyone comes to me, like, I am having a good time. I like collecting things. Um, <laughs> it's my favorite part of video games when they're like, you can collect things for crafting or for quests. I'm like, this is my favorite game now because I like to do that. But um, <laughs> like, never letting you touch an Assassin's Creed game. No, that's don't made. let me. That's been made within the past couple years. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't let me do that. <laughs> that's like all they are. <laughs> it's, it's bad time. Um, I will fix it. <laughs> but um, I don't know. Like, there's some cool stuff with it. Like, there's a couple new forms and like the way they're trying out like new stuff with um i don't know it reminds me of like i can never say this pokemon's game right the airplane ones mm-hmm. latios um Latios. yeah latios and latios yeah 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 um it's kind of like implementing that kind of system but like with four five five different ones oh okay. um and they each have a different function, and I think that is really cool. I think that's really fun. But, like, the characters are just not memorable to me in so many ways. Like, there's a couple where I'm like, oh, right. I like you. Like, there's, like, three characters where I'm like, I think you're fun. I think you actually have, like, an interesting kind of thing going on. And then the rest just, like, slide off my brain like water on a duck's back. Like, it's yeah. just gone. Um, and I that makes me yeah. sad in a lot of ways because I think it could have had more. And, like... The whole thing is that it's, like, a callback to, like, Diamond and Pearl stuff, right? So, like, I feel like there could have been more, like, wink, wink, nudge, nudge to things. I'm surprised. Yeah, like, I mean... I'm surprised there wasn't more of that. There's, like, a decent amount, but to me, like, if if you don't make it, like... I don't know. Like, if it's not interesting, it doesn't matter, right? Because, like... (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, it's... The plot is also uh, a little strained, um, but Pokemon plots usually are. Like, <laughs> I didn't like um, the Sword and Shield plot very much. I enjoyed the characters, right. and I enjoyed, like, playing that game, but um, I didn't. Yeah, the plot was kind of <laughs> It was good. very stupid. I, I, I actually finished that one. <laughs> it was, it kind of, it got to the point, because I played it all the way through, too, and, like, it got to the point where partway through, you're like, what was I even yeah. doing again? Why am I all the way over here? Why did that building explode? What's yeah. going? <laughs> What's going on? Yeah. yeah, yeah, very disjointed story that game. Yeah, it's just I don't know. I think Arceus is fun, but um, I also think Cheval was smart in not paying uh, money for it, <laughs> not wasting hard-earned money on it. I'm playing the PC version. Yep. Um, <laughs> we're legal. We we no, <laughs> we're yeah. not doing illegal activities here. Um, no, oh, I have a de- I have a dev version because I work for Nintendo. My dad's yes. my friend's uncle's dad yes. works for Nintendo, so <laughs> that's that's oh, why I can play God. it. Um, 
No, I'm glad you've been having fun with it. Because, I mean, I feel like that's the thing is, like, I don't know. I feel like sometimes you criticize, like, not you, but, like, when you, when any of us, like, criticize these mm-hmm. games, I feel like sometimes it's people like, so you're saying it's not good at all? And it's like, well, yeah, it's fun. Yeah. But, like, it's either I've played this before or this could be right. better. Like, that, that that's kind of, like, how I have felt about specifically Pokemon. Mm-hmm. I was going to say Nintendo exclusives, but no, there's some Nintendo exclusives. I'm like... Oh, I liked Odyssey. Like, I thought it was mm-hmm. great. I liked, you know, Breath of the Wild and all that. Like, those at least changed a little right. bit, right? But in Arceus, I think it's hilarious this isn't a mainline entry because a lot of people seem to like this, like, a lot yeah. more than some other um, entries. So I, I think it's kind of weird that they're trying to be like, no, this isn't a mainline one. Like, don't expect this in the future. It's like, then what the hell are we going to get in the future? Yeah. Like, what are you going to give us after this? Exactly. Like, I'm not... I think they mean it in the way that, like... Because it's an isekai, basically. I Sorry, spoilers for anyone who likes Arceus. I think we talked mm. about Arceus briefly last time, too. Oh, no! But, um, yeah, it's... Um, yeah. You know, like... It's an isekai, basically. The plot is going to be convoluted. I kind of wish they had just let it be a stupid isekai, honestly, instead of pushing whatever the fuck's going on in the actual plot. And, like, I think it's really cool yeah. that you can just, like, run up and bop a Pokemon with a Pokeball, and sometimes it'll catch, sometimes you need to battle. Like, you can kind of choose things a lot more and, like, choose your encounters. Mm-hmm. So if you're focused on something else, you don't have to, like, go through a bunch of menus. Like, they have a lot of, like, quick load things and, like, um, like shortcuts oh, and good. stuff and i think that's really smart and i i really 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 hope they implement that in other games but i also think some people are going to be whiny babies if they do so right. i i agree with you like i think i think that with arceus 2 i think okay here's something that kind of makes it worse for me you know how we just had that nintendo direct earlier this week too mm. And uh, they showed off the Xenoblade stuff, which is also running on the Switch. Yes. And there's so much more shit going on mm-hmm. in it. And you're just like, why can't you be like your brother Xenoblade mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> instead of like this like barren wasteland half the time yeah. that Pokemon just like blip into occasionally. And, and, and I'm just like, stop that's it. That's what Sword and Shield looked like. Too. Like Sword and Shield was the same shit. Uh-huh. like walk and then they would like fade into your point of view and it's like okay am i like not wearing my fucking glasses or something why can't i see pokemon (laughs) until i'm like right up on them and that was seen with arceus too right so like that's the thing is like other developers like maybe it is like a game freak thing right i don't know if they developed this one specifically right but other developers have been able to make stuff on the switch work right so mm-hmm. there's sometimes where it's like it's a nintendo exclusive game like this is your console like this is mm-hmm. your console why yeah. does hyrule warriors run like absolute trash oh um and not the new one not just the new one the old one too why do they run like ass yep. when it's a remake of a 3ds game like what's going on like what's yeah. what's happening <laughs> what's happening here um <laughs> Speaking speaking of Musos, um, I have very conflicted feelings about the oh, Fire man. Emblem one. Oh man, I'm a cry. I'm I'm kind of like sad that they are making it another Warriors game because like we it was funny because Zach and I I think we had all just been talking about how they like 
should have another Fire Emblem game soon. You know, like there should be something else coming out with that. Yeah. And I saw they were it's doing like time. another Three Houses thing, and I was yeah, and I was like, oh cool, they're doing another Three Houses thing. Um, for those of you who don't know, I don't know shit about Fire Emblem, but I really liked Three Houses a yes. lot. It was, like grabbed my brain in the weirdest way possible, and I became very fixated with it. Um. And I really enjoy it a lot, but... I still really think you'd really I, like Awakening. I think you'd love it if you went back and played it. I probably would, good. yeah. Yeah, I, that, that, that's I want to I, like, at some point. Really got into it. No, yeah, you should. <laughs> yeah, but um, but I really like Three Houses, and I like saw it, and I was like, oh, it's like a Three Houses thing. And then I like felt something in my brain, and I was like, this is going to be a Warriors game. And then it was, and I was like, I... <laughs> I'm not good at Warriors games. My wife is. Uh, they played like the shit out of Hyrule Warriors mm. and stuff, and more power to them. Um, yeah, that's fine. It's just not my thing. It's very overwhelming to me, and like my brain after a while is just like, that's enough of that. And I'm like, okay. And then I don't feel the need to pick it back yeah. up again. Um, it's a Warriors game. Like, I'll watch people play it, yeah. but yeah, it's it's just generally not my cup of tea when it comes to games. And then, like, it's like alternate timeline stuff, so I want to know because, like, I want to know what they're gonna do with it. But then I'm also like terrified they're going to like ruin the good things they did have in Three Houses, especially with like, uh, like the Black Eagles and stuff. So I'm just like, okay, yeah, we'll yeah, because we'll I remember us talking a lot about Three Houses because I've I've been thinking about starting another playthrough of it soon because I haven't done all three other rounds. Nice. And I want to do the whatever right. the yellow houses route is. I wanted to do that one, but um, uh, golden I, deer. yes, golden deer. I, I I wanted like a sequel to this game because I was like, okay, a lot of people really like this one. The last time people really liked mm-hmm. one, I think it was Awakening. They technically made a sequel. I think Awakening had like a canon like sequel. It wasn't called like Awakening Two, mm-hmm. but like the next one was related to the last one. So I was like, okay, they'll probably do the same thing with this one. I saw this shit and I was like, mm-hmm. God damn it. <laughs> who the yeah. fuck at Nintendo yeah. keeps being like, oh, you really liked Breath of the Wild story and like the character development they gave to like longtime beloved Zelda characters? Mm-hmm. Well, I did. Um, the only way you can ever see that again is <laughs> if you decide you like Musos. Because here's the thing I, I used to play a shit ton of Musos. Back in the day, me and Shavar mm-hmm. loved Dynasty Warriors, we loved uh, mm-hmm. the Gundam warriors games it's the same shit you walk around a battlefield and you swipe your sword and kill like eight dudes at the same time right um Mm -hmm. i'll talk about this later but i bought a berserk muso that is pretty much the same thing right and it kind of matches berserk but we'll talk about that later right i do not like and i get it fire firearms already had a muso game that was very popular i get it it was on wii u and i think it was on switch as well that's great don't do this to me. Don't do this to me, Nintendo. If you're going to do this, at least give me a sequel in, like, a year or something. Like, don't do this to me. Because the, the DLC no. for Three Houses is already kind of mid. So I was like, okay, at least yeah. you could give us, like, a sequel that is story-driven. So. Yeah, the, the DLC is not bad. It's not, like, bad, right? It's still worth playing. It's just, right. you know, like, please give us more type of shit, you know? But, yeah, yeah I... I I may pick this one up, but I've said that about every Musou game that Nintendo's put out, and I just can't bring myself to actually buy one yet, because no. I haven't seen them for less than, like, 50 bucks, so 
Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, uh, that's the thing also. Like, yeah. they're not 50 buck games to me a lot of the time. Like, there was something else they announced where I was like, oh, that's cool, but I don't want to pay, like, 60 bucks for that. That doesn't mm-hmm. feel like worthy of that i guess i don't know i that direct was a very mixed bag for me and i'm i feel like most of it was a mix i did not like um but (laughs) yeah a lot of fucking yeah we were we were talking i mean we were like dming each other about it i mean a part of what i was confused about was okay okay first okay i'll get i get to what i just thought about (laughs) because i just read the other thing that really made me laugh my ass off but um all of the ports that are coming to the switch right so we had we had no man's sky finally coming to the switch which makes me laugh because this game has been out for years but it's gonna run like it's not the oldest game (laughs) oh it's gonna run like fucking garbage um and then we also have chrono cross which is a good game and it's only gonna cost 20 Mm -hmm. bucks right but it's still like okay this is a very old game as well and also i was talking to somebody on twitter about this it hasn't aged that great (laughs) but we'll talk about that when it comes out um and that like as far as like gameplay right i'm not saying like you know there's like slurs thrown around or whatever but yeah (laughs) um and then we got portal so the portal is coming to the switch and that's where i just gave up trying to understand nintendo that's where i was like i don't know what the fuck is going on i don't know what you guys are doing (laughs) you're porting an old like when did portal when did portal because because portal 2 came out when i was like in high school i think yeah like Um, 2012 or something like i think portal was like 2010 2011 portal 2 was 2011 and portal 1 was 2007 so oh my god See, see, and they did this before. See, they did this before, and I almost clowned them, but then they did it for every console, right? Where there were some old Star Wars games that they remastered. Yeah. And at first, they were only coming to Switch. And I was like, what the fuck? These have been on PC for years. Like, why? Is... And then all of a sudden, they were like, it's coming to PlayStation and Xbox, too, which is what's happening with most of these games, right? Like, I'm pretty sure right. Chrono Cross is also on PC and Xbox and PlayStation. Um, they showed them getting an old baseball game. They showed off the MLB The Show 22, which came okay. out last year. I was very confused about that. Yeah. Um, I did not understand that at uh, all. I was so confused that whole... I was like, what is happening? Uh, okay. I was <laughs> I It's was an old game. Moment. Like, the, the new one... The new one comes out literally in, like, a month. Like, I'm not even joking. Oh the God. new one comes out, like, soon. So, like, 23. So... I'm so, like, baffled by this, right? So, like, on top of that, we also had them announce that we're getting Mario Kart. Just kidding. We're not making Mario Kart 9. We're getting Mario Kart 8 Deluxe Booster booster Course Pass that comes with, like, fucking 40-something tracks. Or so. Okay, so it's 48 tracks, right? But here's the here's the real funny part. None of them are new. Oh. Um, They're all just old tracks mm-hmm. from old mario kart games so yes so like to be fair they're all being remastered quote unquote just to match the art style and the graphics of mario kart 8 which is reminder originally a wii u game (laughs) just just putting that out there um (laughs) and yeah so they're releasing them over the course of the next like two years i think they said and as a result, I was just like, oh, wow, Nintendo really doesn't give a fuck. No. Because, 
they basically said, hey, listen, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is already our best-selling game, like, of all time. Because people can't get enough of Mario Kart. We didn't have to really even buy one. Like, we didn't even have to make another one. We literally just ported the one from our last console to yep. the new console with, like, two extra characters. Yep. Um, <laughs> we're just going to add more courses. Fuck it. And it's going it, to... It's not going to cost as much as a new game, which is nice, right? Mm-hmm. But they've also looped it into their new Nintendo Switch oh Online shit. Um, so that if you have that, which is 50 bucks a year, you automatically get it. But if you stop paying for it, you don't have it anymore. Which is a whole other bundle of shit. But yeah, so Nintendo, um, they're just going balls out, doing whatever they want to. I don't really understand what this strategy is, Mm-mm. but it made me laugh because they kind of admitted that they're like, listen, we're not gonna we're not gonna waste the resources making a new Mario Kart game. We did to make a mobile one for iOS that was trash oh that people God. don't really play anymore. And we're porting but levels. We're not gonna from re- that. waste the resources to make nine. Yeah, we're pointing well from that one though, from the ass one, from the from the the mobile game nobody liked, right? So yeah, we're getting we're getting tracks from Mario. Yeah, we're even getting tracks from like the Game Boy Advance version. This is how much Nintendo does not want to make new Mario Kart shit. They would rather just grab their old shit and then make it new, right? So I don't know. Here's the thing: is me and Haley, my fiance, we already have a lot of fun just playing Mario Kart against each other with the tracks already there. And I was excited. I was ready to actually buy a new one. If they announced a new one and it was like a brand new Mario oh, yeah. Kart, like they add new stuff, 100%. like it's a new game, I, w- I probably would have bought it. Yeah. And even though I know for a fact they probably would have just re-released it on the next console with more <laughs> content, <laughs> I still probably would have bought it for the time being, right? Right. But this was just like, wow. Like, yeah, they're like, here, pay 25 bucks. We'll give you some more courses. Don't ask us for shit. Yeah. <laughs> Never said I didn't do It's basically what they and said. It's, like, <laughs> it's 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 Oh my god. I I was like No new carts, no new characters, <laughs> right, just tracks. Just tracks. I was like, just tracks, nothing else. And like even then I was like, okay, like I get it. Like to an extent, like some of these are like nostalgic and people have wanted some of these for a while because they should have been in the game to begin with. But then like they were like, uh, oh, it's also a perk for our new online service. And I was like, I hate this, actually. That's what really pissed me off, actually. I was like, no. Um, the Animal Crossing yeah. thing already annoyed me. The whole the Mario Kart thing is annoying me currently. And Cheval brought up a very horrid, bleak mm. future where they like put the new Breath of the Wild <laughs> 2 DLC on there, too. And I was like, I need you to shut up and not speak that into existence. They're going to do it. I know it. they are. They're going to they're gonna... hate it. I need you to see. Stop. See, th- this was the thing, and I, and I feel like we didn't even really talk about this whenever the Animal Crossing thing happened a few months back. Yeah. But I, I feel like that's that should have been the first sign, is that they're like, oh, by the way, if you have the Nintendo Pass, the Animal Crossing DLC is quote-unquote free, unless you unless you forget to pay or don't want to pay next oh, year. Oh, God. Um, so, so, I don't know. I feel like they're going to do this with all their mainline titles for the most part. Yeah. Like, Splatoon will probably have DLC that's linked to the expansion pass. It's one of those things where, like, it's going to get to the point where even if you're somebody who's like, I only buy Nintendo consoles for the Nintendo games, which is most like I, I'm one of those people, right? Like I mostly only play Nintendo games on my Nintendo console. Mm-hmm. It's going to get to the point where it's like, well, if you want the full version of that game, you better either be ready to pay for DLC, which I'm somebody who I, I don't right. mind DLC. I play fighting games, right? I'm an yeah, idiot for stupid. DLC. Like, I'm fine with that. I'd rather 
pay for it and yeah exactly i'd rather pay for it and keep it so i don't know i think this is cool because one it's like okay nintendo might be doing more dlc but at the same time it's like they're gonna loop it into their little thing where it's like oh you came here to only play nintendo games you should also subscribe please subscribe to our um new system where you can play the n64 emulations of um a poor emulations of our own games the end. But also, we gave you Earthbound, which I was happy oh, about because yeah, yeah, no. I don't need to buy the new membership to play Earthbound. So I was happy. I am about excited that. about the Earthbound port. <laughs> yeah, I was like, okay, cool. I get Earthbound. And I think you have that if yeah, you have the yeah. regular. Earth, Earthbound port oh, is cool. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah, you're right. You you have it if you have the regular online membership because um, it's only I think it's on like SNES. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm excited about that because I've never played Earthbound. I've played so many games. I think uh, one of the first games Kyle got me to play off is very Earthbound inspired. Yes. God, but, off. Um, I love that. I saw someone bring that up the other day and I was like, best off, game. Such a good game. <laughs> best game. I think about the, I think about that game like very oh, yeah. often. Such such a good game. Um, if you never played it, it's free. You should be able to find it on the internet. It's literally just called off, period, yeah. at the end. But um, I played a lot of games like that, so it'll be good to actually play the one that a lot of them were inspired by. So I know you said you started it before, so. Oh, sorry, I had to type something in uh, and didn't want it clacking. Um, oh, yeah, we started playing <laughs> Mother 2 or Earthbound 2. I'm not sure how the titles work because it was Mother and Mother 2, and then they were like, we don't want yeah. you to think about Mother 3, so I think they're just like Earthbound now um but um yeah we started playing mother 2 on like zach's laptop like years ago and then the laptop like corrupted and so we lost like all of our progress Mm -hmm. on several games uh we lost it on bubsy we lost it on earthbound um we lost it on sasha and i's like horrible awful run of dramatical murder like we lost all of our progress and i'm never playing it again thank god that was lost (laughs) horrible horrible time (laughs) speaking of horrible media that is like irredeemable uh that is one of (laughs) that is definitely a piece of media that is irredeemable um yes that is i remember you explaining that to me and like what dramatical yep. murder was when you guys were playing it, and I was like, "Excuse me, <laughs> what the fuck is this?" It was so big for a while. How many? How many sexual assaults are there in At this? At least what ten. Um, like, there's so much shit that happens in it. There is one route of dramatical murder that I do like. It is Clear's route. If anyone has played it, it's the only good thing in the entire game, and it's the only okay. one that doesn't have a <laughs> clear assault. <laughs> the main character like the main character is not assaulted by the love interest in that one it's the oh only one out God. of all of them and we played it first and we should have just stopped there but we didn't <laughs> it was a mistake <laughs> um, and then it was kind of like a sunk cost fallacy thing where it's like well we came this far we may as well finish this stupid fucking game oh um horrid absolutely horrid my um my wife and I used to play a lot of really bad um, visual novels together. It's kind of like a vice for me, I guess. It's something I know is like not good. It's very it's like, yeah. bad. It, there's not <laughs> redeem any redeeming most of them, but I enjoy trash a lot of the time. So, like, again, I am not above reproach when it comes to these things. I do not think they are good, and I do not, <laughs> like, I don't even like them half the 
time because I don't like the content in yeah. them. So it's not even like a me being like, oh, like I don't condone this in real life, but like in this, it's like, no, like it was trash in this, it's trash in real life, and I didn't like it. <laughs> why'd you play it? I don't fucking know. Don't ask me. I don't know. Why are you ask why are you asking me so many <laughs> yeah, questions? Mind like your business. Um but yeah, it's <laughs> Not worth playing. Anyways, we lost a lot of progress of, like, I think we had, like, five games going on that laptop in various stages, and we lost all of it. So I'm excited to play Earthbound because um, I would like to yeah, actually finish it. I think it's a really... There's a reason it's such, like, a popular game, and it's influenced so many other things. It's kind of, like, berserk in some ways with that, you know? Like, it's had a huge, like... Yeah. Uh, footprint in popular media and there's a reason for it so i'm i'm excited to play that i like playing things that like inspire other things you know so oh yeah and some of that shit really does age mm-hmm. really well like I, I still remember i played for metroid for the first time last year oh yeah and i was yeah. like oh shit this game is very good <laughs> like it like control limitations and all that mm-hmm. included like it's still like a good ass right? game right so yeah i'm excited to do that with earthbound as well because i mean that's the thing about like nintendo stuff right like like every like there's a lot of there's so many games just because they're so old that have like that big footprint (laughs) like it's like a lot of games copy off of this game or like a lot of games are inspired by this game they have earthbound they have mario they have god zelda has inspired like (laughs) so many games that are like probably far away from zelda now right so I don't know. That's kind. Of, I feel like that's kind of why it is disappointing to see them do like mediocre shit. I recently, agree. Where I'm like, okay, well, yeah, that's 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 cool that you keep doing sequels to this thing over and over. But there's this great series you have called Splatoon that could really use your help. <laughs> like you know, coverage past a year. Let's, Let's rock. rock. Talk a lot shit about Nintendo. We're gonna talk more about uh, Berserk. We're, we're gonna hop, go ahead and hop into these new chapters. Um, okay, so today we are covering chapter. Um, I just said it. LMAO. We're doing chapter uh, seventeen eighteen. Um, if you're on the very legal and very okay um, read Berserk website that we all know and love and have been using for this podcast. Um, but right now we're going to go ahead and recap chapters 14 through 16, which you covered last time, which was the beginning of the um, very beloved uh, Casca chapters that me and Cal really, really liked last time we talked on the podcast. But um, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, last time we started with the chapter engagement, which uh, is exactly what it sounds like um, when it comes to Berserk and engagement on the battlefield. Um, last time we caught up with them, they were getting ready to go out onto the battlefield um, for the current um, kingdom that they're working for, the Band of the Hawk. So, um, you know, we got our standard, our standard battle scenes, et cetera, et cetera, until um, we catch up with Casca, who we later learn is on her period. And she kind of gets uh, straight up misogynized and picked on <laughs> by the leader of the um, whale army, or the Blue Whale Ultra Heavy Armored Fierce Assault Annihilation Night Corps. My bad. That's That's what their actual name is. The um, force that the band of the hawk is fighting this time, and um, in the middle of that, you gotta say uh, it every time. Off. Yeah, you have to say the whole thing every time. Um, I actually want to write this down: blue whale, ultra heavy, armored, fierce assault, and I wish Got it. Um, <laughs> so 
uh, Casca gets overtaken by the leader of this group. Um, and eventually, even though Guts comes to help her, they both get, uh, she gets knocked off a cliff, or rather falls off a cliff after fainting because her period was that bad. Um, she has endo. And um, our boy Guts follows after her. Yeah. Yeah. So. Trying Basically, while he's trying to like grab her, he falls off the cliff with her, right? And it starts raining. Um, and sorry, I forgot to mention before this, Guts smacked the shit out of the general for the Blue Whale Night Corps, um, et cetera, et cetera, <laughs> core. Um, and <laughs> yeah, really, 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 really fucked his face up before they ended up falling off the cliff, right? Also caught an arrow in his side. But anyway, they wake up at the bottom. Um, Guts gets them out of the river, armor and all, and gets them into a cave eventually before, you know, yanking the arrow out of his stomach and throwing it into the river. Um, Griffith is eventually made aware that they've fallen off of the cliff, and we're not exactly sure what his decision is. But eventually we go back to Griffith and Casca in the cave that Griffith brought them to. Um, and then we get a lot of gratuitous nudity of Kaka <laughs> because uh, Guts has to address her as he also realizes that she has her period and, you know, it must be really rough being a woman. Our favorite line from the last episode. Um, but after that, um, we get a little more insight into Casca's backstory as she wakes up the next day and, you know, confronts uh griffith i mean sorry confronts guts for undressing her even though he was trying to make sure she didn't catch a cold and you know after some struggling and some, you know more random panels from our boy mira um she decides to go ahead and tell guts her backstory which is you know that she was basically grown up in a poor town that was on the edge or rather on the border of a bunch of other warring towns and one day a nobleman came and bought her from her parents who were very poor at the time. And in the middle of him trying to assault her, she was rescued by the early band of the Hawk led, led by Griffith, who is also very young at this point. And, you know, during his saving of her, he gives her the option to basically kill her attacker, throws her a sword, and she does so by stabbing him or having a fall on the sword. She can't really tell which. She kind of blacked out when it happened, right? But, you know, Griffith ends up offering her the chance to come with him and she's like you know you do what you want to do but if that's what you want to do you can come with me um after all it is your life whatever <laughs> and she ends up you know going with her hero the boy uh griffith and wait did we also do chapter yeah we also did chapter 17 right or did i, all... did I do 14 15 and 16 wait a second did i skip one I'm not sure. No, that's basically what happens. Like, yeah, that's yeah, that's everything that happens. It's a short recap. (laughs) Slash. Yeah, it's a pretty short recap. There's a lot to talk about. The reason I was confused is because if you didn't listen to the last episode, um, there's a lot of just poor writing in these last couple chapters, specifically with the treatment of Casca, its backstory, um, sexual images of Casca being put next to her, um, talking about almost being raped or being raped or threatened with rape um just a lot of really poor choices from here at the time which kind of shows he was a young writer right but you know we'll we'll we also have plenty of that to talk about today because we are also starting chapter 17 oh, yes. today <laughs> and this and for people who are collecting the volumes um this is chapter this is actually volume seven of the paperbacks and this is the beginning of the deluxe edition uh, volume three. So just for people who want to keep 
read along. But if you are reading along physically, read Berserk chapter 17. We, we come back to, to Guts and Casca. This is after their little fight and after, you know, he, he kind of like put her in his shirt in his shirt. She's been in kind of like the field position in Guts' big ass shirt because Guts is, if we, if we haven't talked about this already, Guts is very tall and large at this point. Like he's a pretty big dude, right? But, um, you know, Casca is going back to telling him, you know, everything changed about my life after I joined Griffith. You know, from being, you know, pretty much poor and like having to look at every day as like a blessing to, you know, being in a battlefield with death and blood. But the day I met him, it's basically been one long dream, right? And she talks about how she used to idolize Griffith because, you know, he was seen as this miraculous soldier who knew how to command this army and was seen as somebody who could be noble in this great night, but he was a commoner just like everybody else. So after a while, it came apparent that, you know, the Hawks were really going to become something. And one day they were called to um, settle a Lord's dispute. And when they came and met this Lord, um, one of the things Costa mentions is that he would um, employ children. Yeah, I'm going to read the exact quote. Because, um, yeah, take employ. Imagine employ with quotation marks around it. Um, As attendants, he would employ children from neighboring villages, nearly all boys who met his tastes. In truth, they were imprisoned within his castle as pleasure slaves. So, yeah, that's pretty self-explanatory. And it kind of reminds Casca of a fate that pretty much was hers. Since when she was purchased from her parents by the nobleman who she ended up killing, you know, he kind of implied that that's why he actually bought her, even though he was buying her under the guise of like, oh, this will be my maid or this will be, you know, my housekeeper or whatever. And, you know, it kind of brought her back to that place. But one of the first things to happen was Griffith comforting her, kind of noticing that, right? And it would stop her from trembling. It kind of stopped her from having those dark thoughts about how that was almost her, right? So then we fast forward to another scene of um, a few skirmishes later, and it's Griffith looking down at a boy who had joined the Band of the Hawk, um, I think Casca says half a year before then, and she wanted, he wanted to be a soldier, kind of like Casca, right? But he's dead on the battlefield. He has an arrow in his chest. He seems to be very young, um, probably about the age Casca was, um, like a preteen, like she said. And um, one thing that Casca notices is there wasn't anybody to like recognize what his name was. Nobody could really remember exactly who he was. But one of the only things they caught was a knight's, uh, like a knight toy. He has like a little. Um, javelin in his hand and a little shield on him and it's a little broken it's missing one of its legs like and you know griffith kind of finds this on he he finds it and he brings it over to the kid and he you know says you know he must be really a greatly admired knights and he goes into saying how he remembered him being around the camp all the time and he always looked at him as if you know like he was some sort of hero like the kid would look at griffith like you know Kind of like Casca was talking about, like he idolized them. So, you know, after Griffith thinks about that, he kind of sits there silently, kneeling next to the boy's body. And he goes, you know, I wonder if he was happy dreaming. Did he die enchanted by his dream? Or was death the end of a dream? Was it despair? Maybe my dream is with this boy. You know, and Casca's witnessing this the whole time, right? And one thing she says is that she couldn't even find anything to say when he was doing this. Because this is after, like, once again, to set the scene, this is after a battle. 
like everything's done and there's just dead bodies all over the place and you know griffith comes and finds this body and like remembers the kid right and casca just says to griffith you know i mean to guts going back to you know telling the story she's like you know i'd never seen him like that before he'd never been so somber because you know the first time she met him he was this brave noble like stoic figure and you know that kind of changed she says that changed her you know her deification of him and you know kind of thinking about him differently so one night um is walking around the town they were you know settling the dispute for and she sees griffith in a window and she goes or rather she walks by a building where she knows griffith will be staying right so she yells up and she goes oh hey it's griffith she goes griffith and like tries to yell over to him and griffith sees her but then as you know she calls his name and he sees her he has to turn around and it's the nobleman they're working for and griffith at this point he's he's got it seems like he has like under on but he's shirtless he's naked and he turns around and back into the room with the nobleman not but not before looking back at casca you know like showing her basically like yeah i get to see you like you know don't worry like like not like we'll talk about this later but like acknowledging your presence right so we go back to Casca telling Guts the story, right? And Guts cannot believe this. And, you know, the first thing he says is like, you mean that ball of pride went and like slept with that old man? That's, that's bullshit. Like, I don't believe that. And, you know, Casca doesn't say anything. Guts waits for her to say something. She still doesn't say anything. And she's like, well, you know, this morning I was, I couldn't sleep because of what I saw. So I was wandering along the river and, you know, she sees griffith taking a bath in the river as you know people were known to do in the fantasy times i guess <laughs> <laughs> and you know she she wasn't meaning to do this so she immediately turns around and tries to walk the other way but griffith catches her and he goes hey why not join me it feels nice think of this i kind of thought of this kind of like when <laughs> guts first caught griffith taking a bath right but you know he kind of goes like hey can you come over here and you know, Casca understandably is kind of nervous, and the first thing he says is, "What? Am I dirty?" So, you know, Casca really isn't trying to mince words. She is nervous, but she turns around and just asks Griffith outright, "Why were you with him before about the old nobleman?" And you know, he doesn't say anything at first. He continues to wash his hair, keeps going about his bath. He actually kind of starts ignoring, acting like she's not there. And so, you know, Casca kind of backs down and she's like, you're right. It, it was a mistake. That didn't happen, right? I must have just saw something. And, you know, of course, Griffith is like, no, you're not mistaken. You, you know what you saw. So then, you know, there's another pause. Casca kind of sits there. The wind kind of passes through the trees. And, you know, Casca, we can kind of tell this is definitely when Casca really admired Griffith. First thing she says is, you know, why would you, you know, sleep with someone like him you know she doesn't say sleep with but you know she's like why would you with someone like him and without batting an eyelash you know <laughs> griffith just outright says money and costco is like what what are you talking about and immediately griffith launches into this explanation where he's like you know well armies cost money and we need men we need horses we need equipment and we need a lot of money to do this we need war funds and you know, I could tell that the old man liked me, so I thought that it would help our army out. And Casca is just kind of like, well, yeah, but 
but like aren't we doing good enough do you really have to do this to yourself do you really have to like give yourself to this old man and the first thing griffith says is it would take too long besides with every battle fought i'll lose more troops and you know the first thing Casca could think about is the dead boy they had found you know recently on the battlefield we're not sure exactly how much further before that but it was definitely like very recently right so she asked griffith you know is is it because of the boy and i'm gonna read some of this verbatim because it kind of gives it kind of lends to what some of griffith's logic is it's kind of the the best logic we've gotten for him so far so you know Casca asked him is it is it because of the boy and he says i thought about it logically to go to, ba- to go to battle 10 times and lose hundreds of soldiers or to seduce one old man, which is the less ri- lesser risk? Casca, listen, I don't feel at all responsible for my comrades who've lost their lives under command. I guess it's because they themselves chose to fight. Just That's just the way I am. But if, for their sakes, for the sake of the dead, if there's something I can do, that thing is to win. And while he's saying this, he's turning away from Casca and driving his fingernails and his fingers into his skin and like scarring and like pulling into his skin, like drawing blood. And the whole time, you know, Casca's just telling him, like, Griffith, you're drawing blood, please stop. But he continues I'll keep winning to fulfill my dream to which they clung, putting their lives on the line. My dream can only be realized by building upon their corpses. It's a blood smeared dream after all. I have neither regret nor nor remorse about that. But for hundreds, thousands of lives to hang in the balance and myself alone to not be, to be unclean, what I want won't enter my grasp easy as that. And as he's doing this, he just keeps digging his fingers. Like, and not, it's not just fingernails. Like, he's, like, inching his fingers, like, in his arm, just drawing more and more blood. And Casca is shaking She's like trying to tell him to stop. So eventually she jumps into the water and grabs him and hugs him and tells him to like, please stop, like stop hurting yourself. Right. And, you know, he kind of takes a second, composes himself, turns around and says, I'm all right. It's nothing. While his left arm is like just oozing blood and, you know, just all of it's dripping into the river. So, you know, Casca goes back to Guts and she says, that's when he turned around to me and he was the Griffith I'd always known. And that just filled me with more sadness than ever. So she kind of goes into that. He pushes for this dream that in the end is has this burden that nobody can really imagine. It's, it's to the point where he feels like he needs to shoulder it himself because his dreams won't come true unless these difficulties happen. It's kind of the way Casca explains it. It's not that he is strong. Griffith has to make himself strong. This is the exact quote from her. So one thing that she says before we get to the end of this chapter is, you know, if he's going to sacrifice himself, then she wants to be his sword. She wants to help him cut away to his path towards his dream, which is very similar to something we've talked about with God. So we'll get to that whenever we get to the recap. But that is the ender and the end her. <laughs> That's the end of chapter 17 before we get to... Um, and, and by the way, guys, that was actually called Casca Chapter 3, not uh, Griffith, um, <laughs> for anybody actually paying definitely attention. Definitely about Casca. So, yeah, definitely about Casca. But yeah, that's definitely in Chapter 17. Slash! Slash. Yeah, I, I am going to get to the next one, but uh, before I do, I just want to say this yeah. is probably 
one of the most poignant chapters we've read so far in Berserk for me. I think it's an incredibly good chapter, and we're pro- part of the reason we're doing two today is because Shaval and I have a lot to talk about with this one, and then a lot to talk about with the second one for other reasons. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. yes, um, yeah. but yeah, I... I just wanted to let it sit for a second before I go into the next one because it's yeah it's really good and there's a lot to think about with it. Um, but we are going to continue and go into 18. Um, it is also, if you are reading, uh, it is Prepared for Death Chapter 1. Yes. Um, so Casca is reflecting again and she is talking about all the battles that they have fought at this point. They've lost countless people who have fought with them, but even more people keep joining them. So their group keeps growing and growing, you know, as like Griffith has always intended for the band to grow. And she says, uh, before I knew it, I too was a veteran. So this is at the point where she has like a leadership role and uh, that having Griffith trust her in that way made her realize her own worth. So at this point, like a lot of Casca everything hinges on Griffith even more, even if it's in a different way, slightly. But um, she says, I want to be at his side. I want to be something he can't do without in achieving his dream. I I believe that wish would come true, and I was able to believe until that day. And then on that (laughs) panel, it's uh, the panel where we first where Guts first meets the band of the Hawk and he cut down this huge guy and... Bazuso! Bazuso, that's his name. I wasn't sure if it was that panel (laughs) or a different one. But yeah, it's the panel where Guts is just uh, slewing Bazuso and she's like, until that day, the day where you showed up, and you can kind of feel like the tone shift there some, like from reflective to kind of like, you know, I'm a little bitter about this still. Um... Guts has not really commented on anything since his initial outburst about Griffith. Like, Griffith couldn't possibly have done that. You know, he's too prideful. He's been pretty quiet since he said that. Um, But Casca asks if he remembers what Griffith said to him on top of the hill. And Guts is thinking back, and he's like, yeah. And it's the whole I want you line Mm -hmm. where they had their huge battle. And Casca, I think she's kind of said this before, but she elaborates on it. She's like, he never says anything like that. He's never said any kind of thing like that to anyone. And he hasn't ever said anything like that since. And I couldn't stand it. And you got him to say it so easily, and I envied you. And she looks at him, and she looks kind of remorseful. Like, she's smiling, but it's obvious, like, it's a hurtful feeling you know it's like when you try to lighten it a little bit but your bitterness still comes through um guts is you know back to kind of being his stoic self i we know he doesn't deal with emotion well and there's a lot of very emotional things in Casca's story so he's kind of you know keep him back but um Casca continues and she's like well despite all of that i tried to convince myself that he only wanted you for your strength but he's always so calm and composed and he's so impulsive when it comes to you. And she says, it's as if, and then she like, doesn't really continue. Mm -hmm. And she's, she goes on a different track and she's like, Griffith relies on you and you're still so selfish. 
and you just run off without thinking of any consequences. And Guts is, like, annoyed because this is, like, the fight they've had so many times by this point. You know, they always argue about this. And so it kind of starts to sink back into familiarity. But she is suddenly standing and grabs his shoulders and is, like, so furious she's crying as she's holding him. And she's like, what? Guts is very confused. He's just like, uh... (laughs) Uh, (laughs) but she's like what I can't forgive is that selfishness of yours the fact that you've almost gotten Griffith killed and again this is like reaffirming like Griffith is the most important thing to her and she may even like Guts in some ways but she can't forgive that he's almost ruined Griffith's dream because she says I don't care if you get yourself killed on a battlefield but Basically, like, if you ruin the Band of the Hawk, if you take Griffith's dream down with you, I won't let you do that. Um, and Guts is quiet. <laughs> There's a lot of panels with Guts just, like, dot, 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 which is why I'm adding that. But um, she says, you're the one who changed Griffith, and I can't forgive you. And then she's like, why does it have to be you? And, like... I feel like you can take this a couple of ways, you know, like, like we've talked about before, you can take it in like a romantic way. You can take it as an obsessive way. You can take it as like a camaraderie friendship, but there's some kind of strong relationship here in some capacity that even Casca is aware of it in her own, you know, world and how she like depends on Griffith and relies on Griffith, she's aware of all these other things going on as well, and that Guts has importance in that, whether she wants it or not. Um, But before Guts can get too uncomfortable, because he is very uncomfortable at this point, um, he hears footsteps outside, and he grabs Casca's head and, like, shoves her down. And she's pissed because she's like, I'm having an emotional moment. Why are you shoving my head down? And he and he basically like tells her to be quiet. And then she notices the the men that are approaching. And you can tell by their armor that they're part of um Adon's group. Um, like Cheval said, Blue Whale Night Core group. Um, yeah. but, <laughs> I, um they're <laughs> I, side note, I really love their armor designs. They're very silly and, like, hokey, but they all kind of look like weird creatures, and I think that's interesting. But um, they're looking for Casca and Guts, and they're like, are you sure this is the area where they drop down? And one of them's like, yeah, no doubt. Like, this is definitely it. And they're, like, kind of chattering amongst each other, and they're like, well come on, they, surely they're dead by now. They fell off a cliff. And the guy's like, it doesn't matter. Adon swore he would pay a bounty whether they're dead or alive. And, you know, they're the Band of the Hawks captain and woman commander. Like, maybe they're still alive, you know? And so they're like, okay, well, let's go look downstream. Bodies could have washed away. And they're like, if we don't, others will beat us to it. So we kind of have an idea that, like, Mm -hmm. there's a good group down here looking for them. And Guts and Casca are also getting that idea. Um, but they walk off, and once they're, like, a safe distance away, Guts, uh, gives Casca something in a leaf, um, it's medicine juice water, I don't know, whatever it is, but he's (laughs) like, he's like, there's no time to waste, like, you need to drink this for your fever, 
uh, we're going to leave as soon as the sun sets. Very and nondescript. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know what it is. It's yeah. just, like, in a leaf cup. <laughs> yeah, like... it's, like, in a leaf? What yeah. the fuck is <laughs> I'm like, that's what are you doing? You're not, like, a fairy or whatever. But, um... Guts has kind of slipped back into, like, his commander mode, you know? Like, he doesn't he doesn't know how to deal with emotions, but he knows how to deal with, like, being hunted down. So he's like, I'm going to focus on this and not whatever just happened there. And, you know, Casca's kind of, like, upset about that, obviously. I would be, too. But, you know, she drinks it, and then we cut to nightfall. And both of them are trekking through this forest area in the ravine that they fell into and Casca's having a much harder time than usual she's huffing and puffing and like lagging behind and then eventually she falls to her knees and gets kind of turns and he's like what like what's wrong and she can't answer because she's really out of breath and he kind of thinks for a second <laughs> I'm gonna I have a lot of feelings about this and we'll talk about it later but um He's kind of like, you know, what the hell? Women are such royal pains. You have no strength. Things go to your head. Your periods suck. Like, just look at you. And, like, it's kind of over the top, so you know there's something. But it's, you know, he's being a dick right now. And he's like, I guess they're just, like, not cut out for it. You know, mm -hmm. battle. And she's like, well, what do you know? And he's like, I don't know. What do I know? I'm a man. <laughs> Like, but what I do know is that you're not going to sit on the ground forever because of your woman's problem. And I'm just like, oh, God. <laughs> but, Back um, in the 1600s. Like, oh, right. And he's like, it doesn't matter to the enemy if you're a woman or whatever. They may actually like it, you know. And okay. that's and she's like, whatever. Fuck you. And she stands up while he's, you know, looking nonchalant. She's like, fine, let's go. And, like, starts marching off. And he kind of smiles a little bit. And that's where you're like, oh, he was just motivating her. So cool. I think you can tell how I feel about that. But before they get very far, um, Guts, like, senses an arrow going through, like, speeding towards them. And he shoves Koska out of the way. And it very narrowly misses her. Um, but he... She's on the ground, like, sprawled out sexily or whatever, and he he's ready in front of her. Like, he's got a hand on his sword, ready to pull it out as, like, all these men start surrounding them, like, all these troops from the enemy. And uh, they look, like, pretty proud of themselves, you know? They're like, ah, we did this. <laughs> we we yes. got this. And then Guts is just like, where the fuck did these guys come from? Like, <laughs> what the fuck is happening? And then the man of the hour himself appears. Adon is back, and he is yeah. so excited that <laughs> Guts is alive. And he's like, you're alive. You make me happy. And he's, like, booming, laughing, very jovial. And Guts is, you know, Guts goes as good as he gets. And he's like, hey, you're, you're looking pretty lively, too. Like, you know, like, I just bashed your face in and you're up and about, basically. And, um... All his teeth are knocked out, too. <laughs> do what? 
All of Adon's teeth are like fucking gone. Oh, yeah. He has like a bandage over most of his face. (laughs) Right. Yeah, I forgot to mention that. Adon's like, (laughs) he's missing an eye. His face is bandaged. He's missing half his teeth. Like, he's he's looking a little rough. I think there's like something to indicate like his ear got chopped off too. Like, there's Mm. kind of like a bloody mark there. He's he's kind of a mess, but he's upright, you know? And he does not like when people uh, sass him back. So he's just like, fuck you, I can't believe like, you're this piece of shit and you're giving me a hard time, I'm a proud knight and it fucking annoys me, and he's like, I won't just kill you either once you're my prisoner, I'm reading this because it's hilarious to me Um, I'll personally administer the torture technique passed down through my, oh god, Koborowitz family for 200 years You'll get your fill of hell on earth with the 100-year convulsive death. And this is, like, in, in, like, quotation marks. And, like, his little lackey's like, oh, overkill. You know, it's a very <laughs> anime moment. And I hate Adon, but I I, I think these tropes are funny. It's, it's This is fun. so funny. It's stupid. It's funny. And Guts is like, oh, you hold a grudge. Same to you. And, and like, in a thought bubble, he's like, what the fuck is that? Um, <laughs> even Costco's kind of looking confused. But um, he's like, you know, you can surrender quietly and that that would be best for you. Or I can, like, chop off an arm or two. You'll still be alive, but, like, I'll chop off an arm or two. And then, of course, um, we have to be weird again. And he's like, and as for the woman, she'll be a toy for my men here. And he's, like, kind of drooling a little bit. And so are the dudes in the background. They have, like... If you read a lot of manga or watch a lot of anime, there's, like, a pervert face that guys yeah. get. All of them have it. Super fun. Um, yeah. And Costco's mm-hmm. kind of, like, uh, which, like, Costco's face is how I felt. Like, she's not, like, afraid. She's just kind of, like, eh. <laughs> like, I don't like that. Um, but Guts, um, our feminist king, he he's like, well, you might want to rethink <laughs> that because she's a fucking nightmare. Should probably bite your dick off. And she's like, <laughs> I forgot about that. Holy shit. And she elbows him oh. in the head and he like kind of annoyed. And like, I think this is stupid, but <laughs> I think her face is really cute in this panel, so I'll allow it. Um, but Adon is like, oh, you're you're provoking me. You're talking back to me. And then he like he doesn't like being sass because he's kind of stupid and can't <laughs> come up with a comeback. So instead he has all his dudes attack. And uh, we get, you know, panels of guts slicing through these dudes. And because, like, Adon and his troops are kind of a joke, like, a lot of these shots are a lot more cartoony than our normal, like, slaughter scenes where, like, guys' faces are, like, distorted and they're almost like... um like the rubber net cartoons, you know, uh, yeah, where they're, they're like very <laughs> cross-eyed, goofy looking. Yeah, like, they're like they'll have their very, tongues out too. Yeah, like very springy. Like it's supposed to be comedic, um, but he, you know, he's mowing some guys down, and Casca um, is actually in on the action too this time. I was like, thank fucking god but also you know guts is still protecting her so we'll get to that but um she manages to like cut a guy's head off and she's like you've done enough for me 
I'm sick of this shit. And, you know, Guts is like, oh, thank God she's back to normal. Like a very knowing <laughs> smile. But he's, you know, internally he's like, oh, thank God. Um, and he's like, all right, fair enough. And the chapter ends with them being surrounded by the enemy, just like dozens and dozens of men by this point. Um, and they're back sick back. armor. Yeah, some <laughs> there's sick so many armor. different armor types. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a good panel, honestly, because they're like back to back and they're ready to sh- throw down. And there's all these dudes with like, like Shaval said, like this very varied armor. There's like a Darth Vader one in the back. Yeah, um, <laughs> there's like some some very this interesting three hold one that's in the front is very confusing to me. But I'm just letting him do yeah. what he needs to do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's. It's kind of interesting because there's like um, a stormtrooper one, and then there's like yeah. the Darth Vader one, and then there's almost like a common rider kind of one. There's like mm-hmm. some like almost fun kind of Easter eggs in the back. I'm glad he had fun drawing armor after being a misogynist. So, um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, <that's>... So, <laughs> <laughs> good for him. Good for yeah, good for good, good for me. But um, anyway, so that is the end of that chapter and. Like we said, we're just kind of touching on two today instead of three, like we try to do, because uh, we got a lot to talk about <laughs> now. Slash. Slash. Yeah, a lot, lot to talk about today. Um, specifically more that first chapter. There's some stuff yeah. to pick on in that second chapter. There's also a couple of important things there. But yeah, I mean, one of the first things that comes up is like, y- you kind of get exactly what Casca meant about how nobody's ever said the... And well, sorry, that Griffith has never said the, you know, I want you thing to anybody. Because I kind of got from Casca's story of how she met Griffith and, you know, he saved her from that situation. It's kind of how a lot of people met Griffith and he wasn't really like, I need you on my team. It was like, okay, you can come if you want to, if you're strong enough, I guess, but you can be whatever you want to. Yeah, it's your choice. And the fact that, yeah, exactly, exactly, right. And and we kind of, I, I thought at least initially reading this that the way he approached guts is kind of the way he approached everybody. Like it's like this cult kind of thing, right? Like oh, you're all wanted. <laughs> like I I want you on my team so much, right? But as we've right. gotten to know Griffith more, we know that that's not the case, right? Like so it really was weird when he was like obsessed with guts, kind of right? Because guts could be his sword, and we kind of see how guts responds to Casca thinking that because he already got his heart he already got his heart broken regarding griffith a couple of chapters ago mm-hmm. so i think he's kind of seeing that as like girl i'm not as important to him as you think i am because i'm not even import- as important to him as i thought i was you know right. so very um conflicting points of view for both of them but it is interesting seeing that like like she wasn't making that up right like right he straight up like wanted him like approached him and was like go no i, I want to fight you because i want you to prove yourself to me and he'd never done that with anybody mm-hmm. before which is funny because now, now that i remember it I, I remember the fight between guts and griffith i if i'm not mistaken some of the guys in the band of the hawk were like oh there they go on the hill again like he had done that before mm-hmm. so i don't know i feel like that's a little conflicting but i also might be remembering that wrong but yeah we do get that which i think exactly explains why Casca is very salty about oh yeah <laughs> guts coming around and having griffith all of a sudden sacrifice his like life for you know this guy all of a sudden yeah i i agree i think that like 
I don't know. Like, I think this scene does a good job. Uh, this is kind of at the beginning of uh, chapter 18, but it's the scene where, like, she's grabbing him and being like, fuck you, you know? But um, I think it does a good job, like you said, kind of showing that it's not just her envy speaking. Like, that is definitely part of it in a way because she wants that but it's not just because like mm -hmm. she hates guts and she's like oh well griffith likes you better than he likes me and it's like a petty like mm -hmm. almost like a sibling rivalry kind of thing like it's not that kind of thing like yeah. it's definitely that griffith did something notable and it was so notable that a lot of people noticed it and that it stuck with casca like mm -hmm. this entire time that guts has been traveling yeah. with them and um it's been a long yeah, time too like it's, it's not just a few months later type of thing yeah it's been like almost a decade if not a decade i think um but yeah i i have we we kind of joked about like it being Costco's chapter but it's also about griffith and i have conflicting feelings about this because like i don't know if it would have been possible to write a Casca story without Griffith, just because Mira chose to center her life around Griffith so much. Like, it makes sense that right. she has, like, one of her chapters is kind of dedicated to a very important moment she had with Griffith. And, like, in a way, it's kind of like a moment he wouldn't have shared with anyone else, you know? Like, two of them, because you have mm -hmm. the battle scene one where he's reflecting on things and he's very somber, and she had never seen him like that before. And then there's the post, um, you know, him sleeping with the Lord and him having honestly a really vulnerable moment with her um, yes. where he's self-harming and he's, um, we should definitely include a trigger warning for that, by the way. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he. Yeah, that and pedophilia. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. God, we'll get to that. Um, but, you know, he's self-harming and he's being very blunt and honest about his feelings. And to this point, like, obviously we haven't really gotten a lot from Griffith. We rarely get any yeah. insight into his thoughts. We rarely get any the kind of clue as to what's going on in his brain. Like, you're always kind of guessing, like, Guts is, um, mm. since Guts is our window into things. It's just kind of like, I don't know where he's at with this. But he's so, like, he so explicitly states where his head is at with this stuff. And a lot of the stuff yeah. he admits is not, like, they're not, like, nice things, you know? Like, he's not, he's not, like, I don't know. He's not playing around. <laughs> he's just, like, being very blunt. And he's, yeah. like, I don't, we're not, you know, it's taking way too long. And logically, like, this is logically thing logical thing to do. But also, like... I don't feel responsible for people who die under my command. And, like, that's just the way I am. And I think that's, like... That always really sticks out to me a lot. Because yeah. he's basically admitting, like... I don't care about this. And I know that I should. But it's not... It's not something I care about. But what I care about is, like avenging them you know like he does it does impact him but he doesn't deal with that impact yeah. in the same way that a lot of people would by like immediately mourning and then over time you know that kind of fades to the background but instead for him it's kind of like a moment where he's like oh that you know that's sad but then 
it just fuels right. his dream and his obsessions even more. Like he has to win. Exactly. So see, I, I think that's a great way of putting it because it's not even about like like he doesn't grieve or like see the losses the same way, mm-hmm. right? Because you know, like kind of what she points out is that he didn't cry when he was, but yeah, like that's a good good like detail to put in, right? He wasn't crying when he was looking at that kid's body from you know one of the soldiers who had only joined like six months mm-hmm. before, right? he views it more as like like it's like he feels the guilt but not necessarily in like oh my god they died it's more so like well they better have died for a reason yeah kind of a thing right like he's like well we're gonna get to the end goal at some point whether or not that is healthy <laughs> yeah the answer is no, no it's not but yeah well yeah yeah the answer is no but yeah it's very destructive and i feel like this kind of gives us insight into like why he does a lot of things the way he does and why he also may have talked to guts the way he did when he told guts like i need you right so i i feel like it was really interesting when she she when casca approached him in the river right he was i thought it was interesting he even did that in the first place because like she said it changed her image of him like totally like she didn't think of him the Mm -hmm. same way like she's still dedicated to him like but she doesn't see him as like this god like I kind of thought she did before we we like got before I got to this part personally, mm-hmm. right? Like, it's kind of implied sometimes that the band of the hawk all see him as like this like mysteriously powerful like all knowing being. But Casca like says to us like I used to idolize him, but then I saw that and I realized mm-hmm. this is much deeper. Like this is like like I care about him and I want him to accomplish this. Like she doesn't say it outright, right? Because she's not like spelling it out for us, but she doesn't want him to like hurt himself again right but then here comes guts and then here he goes yeah, hurting himself basically. again. <laughs> like it, it's one of those things right where yeah it's and that's kind of her dilemma and i like this because it it kind of reframes this away from the love triangle thing that was kind of right. happening before right because that's kind of where it was it was kind of going and it wasn't like smacking us in the face with it it wasn't like annoying or it was like okay gosh i guess this is a romance plot but it was more so like one, we got more insight into who Grit is, but also we see why Casca is dedicated to him. It's not because mm-hmm. she's like, oh, she just thinks he's hot and really likes him or whatever. Like he's gorgeous and so godly or all that shit. It's because like she saw those flaws and like he is the one who like saved her. And it's not because he's perfect, but because like she has like decided like Griffith, like, I mean, like, like Guts did for Griffith, like, I'm going to be, like, for this guy because I want mm-hmm. to see him succeed. Except unlike Guts, who kind of has fallen back from that, if we if we remember correctly, like, when he saw, you know, Griffith kind of explaining that his soldiers just kind of pawns to him. Um, like, Guts, even though Casca doesn't know this, he's kind of fallen away from that idea. He's He's thinking, like... Well, I'm not sure if I'm that important to him anymore. And he kind of gives her this look mm-hmm. when she says that to you of like, I don't think you even understand how he feels about me. But the thing is, is that I feel like she understands way more yeah. than Guts does. <laughs> that that's how he sees all these people. Because she's been with him for so long. Like, she's seen him, like, mourn deaths, but, like, not, you know, shed a tear. But at the same time, you know, he it's almost like as a response right. to put himself in harm's way to, like, do that and it kind of got me rethinking some stuff like whenever he came to save guts of course he wanted guts to live you know when he saved him from nosferatu's odd but i mean before he walked in there like he walked past the whole hallway of like his Mm -hmm. own dead men right and while that may not have like shocked him personally 
it's still like the thing where it's like, all right, better put put myself on the line so the shit wins so all these like dead yeah, people don't go. That's to a waste. good point. And I think that that'll probably help us see it. it yeah yeah it, it kind of helped like i might i might be reading into it a little too much but i feel like it helps us kind of see like where griffith is at like as far as like like he's not this emotionally mm-hmm. stunted person but he has some fucked up yeah. ways of thinking about some stuff as far as like mourning and like right you know avenging and like people. i don't know like i think the way i i really like how like as bad as it is and it's not healthy, you know, but like him being like, well, I can't be the only one who's like not getting my hands dirty, you know, like he doesn't want to like, mm-hmm. like people are mm-hmm. tools to him in a way, but to him, if he's not actually the one using the tools and like getting the full potential out of the situation Mm -hmm. like he's not doing anything he's staying clean through all of it and i do think that kind of goes against like his personal morals in a lot of the way because he does look down on a lot of nobles and he looks down on the man who like was so obsessed with him that he would give him whatever money he wanted you know like it's and we'll we'll see more of that in an upcoming battle um it's very good and i really like that battle a lot but yeah, this all this is yeah, this wasn't just gratuitous. Yeah, there's, it, it comes back. Full there's circle. a purpose. And it, like uh yeah. you may notice that I'm not like harping on it as much as I might with other stuff because I do actually feel like it has a purpose in this context. It's not just like, oh, he's a bad guy because he does this, yes. like it has yeah. like plot importance. And so while I don't yeah. like it, I get its purpose. And so it's not egregious to me it's something that makes sense and will make a lot more sense later too anyways um yeah yeah but, um yeah yeah i don't know like i feel like griffith wants to be like powerful he wants to be like at the top of the world but he looks down at the people who are there right now because they haven't really done anything to earn that you know they haven't done anything to get their hands dirty to like make sure that they really have earned that spot and to him he's like i can't just do that you know like i can't let other people just die for my sake while i sit there and i think that's like a very convoluted but still almost noble way of looking at it like obviously it's still an end goal that's bad and it's still dealt with in an unhealthy way (laughs) but like at its core you're like no i i get that and i understand that and i almost respect that in some ways um and i do respect a lot of what he says here honestly like i've (laughs) i've talked about and alluded to this shaval several times where i'm like this scene makes me really emotional every time I read it and I think part of that is just like <laughs> I think when you're traumatized by anything um it's very easy to detach yourself from things and look at situations where people are being emotional and be like I should probably be doing that but I'm not doing that and that's something I struggle with a lot mm-hmm. and uh, unlike Griffith I have a therapist so I've been working through this stuff for a while <laughs> <laughs> yeah they didn't, have, they didn't have the technology in uh, year two or wherever the fuck they're, they're living right now on the battlefield yeah. or anything but um yeah yeah because yeah, it's yeah because it is like self-destructive it, it's like this backwards way of thinking 
that makes it to where it's like mm-hmm. it's okay to be self-destructive right because he 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 sees himself as different because it's just like you said the nobles are these like smug bastards that sit up on their high thrones and send people to their deaths and couldn't give a shit right and that's kind of how guts started to see griffith i think before he heard this story because it's kind of what he heard from him right it's like well you don't have the ambition right. so i don't really care about you if you're just willing to die for my dream right but clearly it's not it's not all that right like that doesn't explain it so simply it's really like he feels like he Mm -hmm. owes this debt and if he doesn't pay the debt for what he's asking for then it's not like legitimate or it's not like it's not worth the the risk right or it's not worth other people dying but at the same time you'll never see him shed a tear (laughs) about one of his people dying so it's like it's 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 like this very like protected way of living that also it's almost like he gets validation from hurting himself which yeah we that's very much a character trait for griffith when we see later on but but um yeah i i think it was very important to get this scene especially because it is like i don't know i wasn't Mm -hmm. expecting this the first time i read it right because whenever costco was telling the story whenever it came down to like no he slept with the noble to get money after he saw this kid die right um it was kind of it kind of took me aback because at that point we hadn't seen him we hadn't seen him do anything like that except when it came to like Griffith right I'm, I mean sorry except when it came to guts right so to see him do that for the band of the hawk in general right like he would never say it was for that kid and I don't think it was for the kid right but it was more so for like like okay well that's one score on that side right. I need to go make it even on my side kind of a thing right. Like, it's this perverse way yeah, of thinking about it, and if like, that makes sense. I also think Casca, in this moment, and this is what I was kind of saying about, like, I don't think Casca could have these moments without Griffith being there, since so much of her story centers around him. But she really struggles with the idea of what he's doing, you know? Mm. And that's not necessarily because, like, like, we've talked about how it's not a healthy mm. thing to do, but to her, she's like, why would you, like... You know, he's a pedophile, basically. Like, why would you give yourself to him in exchange for, like, this thing? Mm -hmm. I don't understand. And then for Griffith, it's he's Mm -hmm. rationalized it in such a way that, like, he's kind of dissociated himself from the situation, you know, where he's, like, when he's explaining, he's being very practical about it. You know, he's like, oh, well, like, an army needs money. You have all these things. Our group's only going to get larger, so we Mm. need war funds. And then he looks almost kind of, like, nonchalant as he's watching himself, where he's like, well, I seem to appeal to him, and I was interested in his fortune, so our interests coincided, you know? Like, it's like he's trying to, like, validate it to himself while he is, like, talking Mm -hmm. to Casca about it, you know? Yeah. And she's just like, you know and she has these solutions yeah. like well we're doing like well enough like i don't like i don't want you to hurt yourself because you're someone who's very important to me you know and she's going through all these emotions mm-hmm. while exactly. she's like coming to understand him and i honestly think by the end of it you know she's you know she's hugging him and she's begging him to stop and he has that moment where you kind of see him like bite his lip before turning to her and I honestly think in that moment, yeah. he kind of realizes he can't be that kind of vulnerable around Casca anymore because she can't take it and she can't yeah. understand it. And yeah. I think yeah. with Guts, sometimes in some ways, he kind of hopes that 
sorry, I like choked on my spit. Um, I think he hopes that like guts can take that, you know, he's putting something on guts in a way. And this is me projecting at this point and just kind of like hypothesizing. But like, I think he wants someone to understand him in that way. And he sees guts also struggle with things that he struggles with because they're foils to each other, you know, but, um, in that moment he realizes like I showed her this thing and I don't think she understands still and so I'm not going to do that again and he doesn't really we don't really see him be that way around her ever again yeah 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 no no and I think that's a great way of putting it because like we have not seen this from him at all and I feel like that's why he kind of did the same thing in his conversation with the princess. Mm-hmm. He wasn't like being as serious, right? But he was kind of talking at her. And I think he noticed partway through she wasn't really like listening to anything he was saying, right? Or rather right. not like getting to the point he was trying to get at. And you're right. I mean, was what he was doing? <laughs> Do I think Casca's reaction yes. was normal? Yeah, I think I think that she, you know, had a point in the way she was acting. But at the same time, yeah, it's him like doing this thing where he's like, oh, no. I cannot do that. This mm-hmm. is not like she doesn't get it, kind of a thing, right? Yeah. I feel like a lot yeah. of that's very relatable. It's one of those things where it's like it's relatable, but it shouldn't be relatable because it is like right. this this defense mechanism, right? Because he literally, like you said, bites his lip, turns around, he's like, "I'm all right, it's fine." And we have a panel of him like holding her hand while yeah. his arm is like like oozing blood, like just a bunch of like blood coming out of his arm. And that's like so representative because it's him putting on the sweet face and being like, never mind, I can't do that. You can't take it. And it's <laughs> it, it's it, it's just a look into like how like in his own head and like really like dedicated to this mm-hmm. goal he is because he can just turn the shit on and off when he feels like, oh, but you're not as ambitious as me. You don't right. understand like why I would put myself in harm's way. And you know, I'm more interested to learn more about him to learn, like, what yeah. the fuck happened to him to make him want to do this. But seeing this interaction with him and Casca and the, you know, the guy who keeps these little, these young boys, right, is is very important for the story because mm-hmm. it's literally him self-harming himself in several different ways, but trying to legitimize right. it and being like, it's not self-harm. This is just how you do things. Like, this is how you get the things you want and how you get the goal accomplished because... We all got to get our hands dirty at some point, which yeah. is such a, it's, yeah, yeah. I think you hit it on the head when it's like, he's trying yeah. to like, he's like, never and, mind, I'm never doing this again. Yeah. And I, <laughs> why would I honestly feel, feel like most people who have complicated about feelings have done that with someone at least once. And maybe they don't still do it with that person. But like, at some point you've probably been talking about something, mm-hmm. realized it was kind of deep, realized that person was not getting your point, you know, and they wouldn't understand because they don't think the way you do and then Mm -hmm. you're like oh yeah i guess that's crazy though anyways and then just like moving on with uh, the conversation or like the meeting or your life Mm -hmm. or whatever and it's i don't know like you said like it's very representative of him like Bearing a very ugly part of himself. Not that, like, self-harming is ugly, but, like, it's a very raw part of himself, you know? And he's and showing his hurt, and yeah, she just yeah. wants to fix it, you know? She wants him to stop hurting himself, but he can't do that if you don't get to the 
like root of it and try to understand that. And he realizes mm-hmm. she's not the person to do that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, he, he's like, oh, you, you don't understand why I would do this. You're more concerned about me being okay. Norm- which is- yeah. 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 That's something. That's something. That's kind of, I don't know. I feel like there's also like, like you said, like the self-deprecation where it's like, well, like, I don't deserve to be okay. I know you want me to be okay, but like, I, like, I gotta, I got shit to do still, you know? So. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. So I gotta go um, sleep with this old man. Like, you don't get it. Like, I have to. Like, it's not, like, it, it is one of those things where like, it's not an option for him because he's so like, like, I feel like I feel like one of the, like yes. the themes with Griffith is like it's like ambition to a fault, and this is one of the first things we see where it's like it, it is ambition to a fault because it's like this obviously is something that whether he's saying it outwardly or not is meant to hurt him at the same time as like give him something in return, and yeah no very very interesting and it also kind of colors why like it, it makes so many things make sense right like it makes sense why the band of the hawk is always in impossible battles or why they're always like in these like really ridiculous situations. And he's, he's almost, it's almost like he's not even just doing that to himself. He's putting the whole army through it. And I feel like that's the part that is more interesting, even though we haven't seen it as much, but yeah, his, uh, this whole section with his self harm stuff is very Mm -hmm. interesting because like you said, we never see that again. And as far as we know, yeah. Tosca hasn't seen that since then either. So, so maybe this is all she knows, like, as far as, like, his emotional, like, death, yeah. right? So, I don't know. Like, you're only working with so much. There's also, like, the aspect of, like, he's been there to comfort her, like, several times, you know? Like, he was there to offer comfort in his own way after she killed the guy who almost raped her, you know? And he was there when she was, like, having a moment where she was like, that could have been me, and, like, genuinely having, like, a panic attack. He was there for her to be a rock in that situation, too. But then when it came time Mm -hmm. for her to possibly be that for him, she couldn't do it in the same way because she doesn't have a read on him, you know? And she does it in the way that she knows best and what works for her, but it's not something that's going to work for him, necessarily. And... Like, I feel like it's, you know, it's another way of showing that she doesn't mm. have a full scope of who Griffith is as a person, despite, you know, looking up to him in a lot of ways and really caring about him and loving him in a lot of ways and wanting him to succeed. But she kind of like guts. The only mm. way she knows how to do that is by fighting for Griffith because she knows she can't be there for him in that capacity, you know? So I don't know. Lots yeah. of. Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like she. I feel I feel like her like goal is yeah, like hopefully yeah. he can finish this so he can he doesn't have to do this anymore. That's kind of like what her end goal is. Is I will help him accomplish this so right, that he doesn't exactly. have to. Exactly. I I don't know. I think way. I think you can pick apart this chapter to death honestly because there's so many moments in it and there's so many little things. Like I could probably revisit this in a month and yes. have like three new takes on it. But I I don't know, like, we mostly talked about the river scene because I think that is, like, the most poignant part of this chapter. But, like, I also, like, 
the moment of yes. reflection that Griffith has with like the younger boy where he's talking about his dream. And I think that maybe is one of like the earlier moments where he realizes that his dream mm -hmm. is genuinely hurting people and where he starts being like more and more severe with his own yeah. um, self-harm and punishment towards himself and stuff because he's like, oh, this is like a 10 year old, you know? And he's, he's like 15 yeah. here. If yeah. that, yeah, he's, he's pretty young here. Yeah, and he's a teenager. It's, you know, like, a moment where it's like, oh, this is someone who is pretty close to my age. Like, this wasn't, like, the adults who are following me or, like, the, you know, like, someone like Pippin who's around his age, you know? This was, like, someone he viewed as a kid, you know? And mm -hmm. I think, like, I don't know. Like, I think that was a moment where he was kind of like, oh, I should do more about that. And then he immediately went and did more about it and... Exactly. Like, immediately, like, hmm, I need to fix this. Mood. And then doing yeah. way too much to fix it, you know? Like, just going to the absolute extreme with everything. And I think, like... Yeah. Ex yeah. It's like an equal and opposite Yeah, and I think a lot of characters him, right? who are traumatized in this yeah. series do that. Yeah. Where, like, in order to quote-unquote, like, redeem themselves, they immediately go for the most extreme option possible. Like... I need to do this thing. I need to, like, avenge these people mm -hmm. by doing this. I need to, like, you know, even with Guts and, like, the, like, kind of prologue-ish mm -hmm. chapters. And yeah, yeah, to, like, you know, like, he's he, he like, I or? have to be the worst person possible <laughs> um, to motivate people, which, <laughs> you know, we see in the, the mm -hmm. beginnings of in the last chapter, too, but, like, everyone is so, like, emotionally tangled that like i feel like the default is just like well i better like slam on the gas and we're just gonna go like straight ahead i've you know i better be, I better as, be mean as, as mean possible. as possible i better do like we'll get it the done. most like i don't know heinous harmful thing i can do to myself heinous fucking like <laughs> that and then convince myself that it doesn't matter you know like it's it's just so much <laughs> with that Right. It, it, it and I feel like you made a good point. Like this is like the moment with the kid might have been like one of Griffith's like ramping mm -hmm. up points as far as like how extreme he is with sacrifice. Because that like right. that's what it is for him, right? It's like sacrificing something to make up for something else, like you said. And I mean, we, we kind of already have seen right. that, like, even with like the assassination plot, right? Like to him, I feel like he was like, No, these things are equal mm -hmm. because they went after me, so I'm going to go after them. Like, I feel like it's literally one of those, like, like mm -hmm. he thinks about it in a way that is so logical, it's not logical. Like, it's almost like, what the fuck are you doing kind of a thing. And, that, yeah. and that's so interesting because we see him do that plenty more times throughout the part of the series that I've read. And, yeah, it, it, it gives that insight into, like, he really is very very pragmatic about stuff as far as like being like no this will equal this so i need to go ahead and do this and really see i like you said i think seeing the kid there even though he hid like and that's the thing like going back to the kid on the battlefield like the kid's young and he kind of looks like griffith like he looks like a really small griffith with shorter hair and shit and he talks about how like the kid looked up to him and mm -hmm. i don't know it, it's it's the most grief from griffith and even while he's doing that, he's right. trying to like make it make sense in his head how he can like fix it. And to him, fixing it was 
sleeping with that the nobleman which um yeah mm-hmm. to go back to that point like i feel like that's why it made yeah. even less sense to casca because like that was almost her like she says right like she was almost one of those kids whenever she was when she ever got bought from her right. parents so like just the whole other layer on top of it for her because to her that's even like worse mm-hmm. than death at that point because yeah. that's what she i think was um be oh god i just had a thought hawk. and it like flew out of my head oh yeah um i think for griffith also like every time he escalates it's a way for him to like take control of the situation again you know like it's kind of like how guts escalates with like violence and aggression a lot of the time for griffith he just like raises mm. the stakes but he's the one raising it so it's okay yeah. you know like he's the one doing this very extreme thing so it's okay um and he's telling her and he's yeah. like oh yeah i slept up with this guy but it's okay because you know yeah. xyz and he's very exactly. detached about it but it's still bothering him obviously so yeah we need this yeah yeah he's like yeah the war needs to go faster nothing to do with the dead <laughs> kid but the war needs to speed up a little bit because <laughs> yeah it very yeah very interesting and that like yeah that was the most worthwhile parts of these chapters in my opinion and like the next chapter we talked about this a little bit where oh my god <laughs> guts kind of yeah. like he basically negs Casca to get her to like um to get her to like you know move because like her period pain is so bad right and she's exhausted she also fell off a fucking cliff and was frozen you know whatever but um she had a fever anyway uh that part was so like like there are so many parts of this this manga that i'm like wow this is really yeah. well written and then i see parts like that where i'm like did we have to throw that trope in there and this is like one of those parts where i was like, like okay i get it woman strong after she be motivated by man that she not strong because she woman like i <laughs> i don't uh, like it's one of those things where like yes if i feel like if i was like 17 or 18 hell probably younger than that yeah. if i was like 14 or 15 reading this i probably would have been like yeah okay yeah whatever like that makes sense but like like seeing like it thrown in there for almost no reason was kind of annoying especially after she told us like right. i've been through xyz battle with griffith and we've been through this and that <laughs> but hold on my period really hurts yeah. right now. I'm going to need you to motivate me and real like, quick, Guts. Oh, like, eh, I don't know about that one, Mira. It, it was, and it, it, it's another one of those, like, yeah. oh, no, it's all good. It, it's just another one of those, like, look how cool Guts is moments, right? Where it's like, he doesn't actually hate women. <sighs> He's just saying things to get the woman to act right. And <laughs> it's just so, like, it's like, infuriating because it's like yes okay you don't have to make us do that yeah one, i already like guts guts is and mind you guts is a very problematic character like, like guts and we haven't even got, we haven't even actually gotten to the points mm-hmm. canonically like where he does some stuff that we know he do- did right so like he, like he killed a kid a few chapters ago right like i get it but i still like him you don't need to throw in this random like but he really respects women, we promise, like moments in. It's just kind of like kills the momentum too. Because right before that, I mean, right after that, we get into an entire ass of like battle scene. No. So like, can we have just seen her recover during that instead of like, you know, throwing in like, well, actually, yeah. uh, Guts is the reason she stood up, also, even though the cramps are still killing her. Like, it's, It definitely it's just, is a choice. And I also feel it's just, like... It's, it's a choice. It is a choice. There's so many ways Mira could have done this if he wanted... If he was, like, hell-bent on doing this, like, little blip of the scene, right? He could have done something like, you just told me 
how much you want to be Griffith's sword, and mm-hmm. now you're going to, like, die in this ravine. And I feel like that alone would be enough to get Casca up, you know? Like, it's still, like, kind of blaming her, and it's not great, but it's not like, ugh, women, am I right? You know? <laughs> like, and it's... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, God. Women. It's just so stupid. These and then bitches. he has to like throw like, in those panels get, of guts uh, like smiling to be like, ah, uh, get it. He didn't actually mean those things. He just did it to motivate her. And it's like, ah, and it's like you could if you were being extremely generous, uh-huh. like the most generous you could possibly be, you could be like, Well, guts doesn't know how to communicate, you know? But the thing is like, this is not how guts would like talk to any of his soldiers or anything he would be like we have places to go we have shit to do let's go you know he wouldn't be Mm -hmm. like oh you and your like weak ass knees falling off your horse kind of shit you know you wouldn't roast them to get them back into action like we've never seen that yeah yeah that's what I don't understand, right? It, it, it's it's one of those things where it's like, yes. why is that the thing he needs to motivate her? And it's like, it's literally because she's a woman, right? And that's what's it's annoying is like, like sometimes when male writers write like that, I'm like <laughs> laughing because I'm like, Do y'all know that like the woman already knows that, like that like exactly guys see them as lesser, like they don't need you like to beat them over the head with it. Like, it, it's one of those right. writing choices where I'm always confused because I'm like, who is this for? Like, who? Because here's the thing like, Costco's already having a period. She already just went through mm-hmm. shitty comment after shitty comment, is about to get threatened to be raped again. And of course, Mir's like, you know what? When I need to top all of this off, off, off with Not stop having period pains, you whiny bitch. Like, we don't, like, we, we don't need that. It literally could have been just as simple as you said. Yeah, just as simple as you said. Just like, come on, soldier. Like, we got to fucking yeah, go. Yeah, you're like, a captain. You're supposed to be. Like, it could have been like you're. You're supposed to be the commander, aren't you? Yeah. Like something like that, right? Like we've seen this before, done better. Exactly. We've seen. We've seen this before. Yeah. Yeah, you're the captain. You've been with this motherfucking army since before I got here. Like, you know, there's so many other things he could have said, but it's like, no, this is still the Casca chapter. We're focusing on Casca. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, get back in the kitchen. Really like we don't need that. It's, Mira. it's funny when and, I was uh, like, uh, I was talking oh, to Sasha about this a little bit earlier because she wanted to know what we were going over today. But um, when I was telling them about this, they were like, "Oh, so it's like any college guy," and I'm like, "Yeah, like and you know, any guy in general for not any guy, but like a lot of guys in general, where they'll be like, "Oh, I yeah. I understand women's struggles. I understand." the pain of having a period but then they still feel the need to like act out of pocket and like nag you about it and be like oh well like if you didn't have your period it wouldn't be like this or then but it's okay because like they're still a feminist and it's yeah i understand but you're still weak but i understand and i'm just saying that to help you and it's just a very like it's a very like immature kind of guy thing to do and it doesn't matter how old you are like i've had guys so many different ages do this to me. I, I keep thinking of college because that's when I was around men the most recently, I feel yeah. like. Um, yeah. And so, and I think I think I've, like, briefly oh, talked on here about how, yeah. like, I was, <laughs> like, hipster 
dream girl for some of these nerds back in college. And so I had a lot of guys say a lot of stuff to me and a lot of it like, <laughs> yeah, it wasn't even like about my period, you know, but it this was like these same this things wild on one where it's like, I respect you and understand you as a woman. And then like in the same breath, it's like, bitches, am I right? And I'm like, what are you talking uh... about? <laughs> Yeah, it, it's like the it's like the hedgehog's dilemma, right? Like it's like <laughs> it's like mm. it's like it's like asking a guy, and you can say this for like a lot of different social issues, right? But like asking a guy to like care about women, some not not every guy, right? Like we're saying, but like asking a lot of guys to care so about hard. women without like getting too comfortable about being a dick about it is really fucking hard because oh. A lot of guys, it's like that thing where it's like, you know, like, oh, yeah, like you just said, like, oh, yeah, I get it, though. Like, I I vote this way, quote unquote, right. voting. I vote this way and I do this yeah, this way. Like, so, you know that I, I mean well. So I'm going to just call you a bitch every day. Like, <laughs> like, it, it's it's it doesn't add up. Right. It's one of those things where it's like it's yeah, almost like they're yeah, doing yeah, it to yeah. get away with being able to do that right and that's and that's what comes off with with guts right where it's like oh when she was knocked out because her period was so bad you got some of her period blood on your finger but didn't make a fuss about it and now you're and you're like oh i understand it's very hard for her but then when it's time to motivate her, you're like you dummy with your dumb no. menstrual cycle what are you doing like like, like like it doesn't I mean, add like up guts said, yeah it doesn't like add up a lot of times and like <laughs> We've talked before about how Guts is like a projection of Mira, so it's almost like he knew he had to like add the bit so Guts didn't look like a complete dick and be like, oh yeah, women have rights mm -hmm. and they have uh, periods and those, I hear, are quite hard on the fairer sex. You know, like it's that very like milady kind of like, I understand you have women's problems and then like <laughs> in the next breath, like you'll be talking with them or something and they'll be like, Oh, haha! Ha. It's like, um, you know, insert microaggression or whatever. And you're like, why'd you say that? Why'd you bring that up? And they're like, no, but like, I respect women. I'm just saying that like, sometimes like blonde chicks are stupid or something like that, you know? And it's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like what are what are what are we trying to say exactly. anymore? Like it's almost bending over backwards so much you just end up in the same place you were in the first place. It, it's it's just strange, but yeah, no, um, very unnecessary. No. And also, like this is and that's the thing we're not done with this pointless stuff yet, right? Because there's still a couple more chapters of this because so some more stuff comes up because we already got once again somebody threatening to rape Casca in this chapter. Yeah. Um, and that doesn't stop for the foreseeable, like, I think one or two chapters, but it, it, it's just gratuitous, right? And and once again, I feel like it just shows a failure on, like, or rather, like, some missteps with writing for a woman character by focusing way too much on yeah. the fact that she's a woman and your perspective on women instead of, like, <laughs> trying to, like, you know, because I, I get it, because that's the thing is, like, I, Mira, I'm sure he was very well-intentioned when he wrote this, right? Like, obviously, he's trying to, like, he shoves a few things in there to be like, but I, the writer, would never, right? It's just, like, 
it, it obviously came ahead of the writing a couple times this time, right? And then, you know, uh, I'll talk about this next time, but then randomly in the next battle, oh no, Casca's titty is out for like a chapter. Like, it's just, it's just like weird stuff that happens. And, um, you know, I, I know. also in this one, like, we it's that joke that you forgot we about do. too, where he's like, ah, you don't want her. <laughs> she'll bite your dick off because she's a nightmare you know like it's like still like it's a joke at her expense you know like it's not i don't know like i feel like there's so many things with guts where it's just like he he almost has some character development and then mira's like oh this would be funny though and then Casca could be mad at mm -hmm. him because he's being a misogynist again and it's like so is he one or is he not one like are you gonna try to like pull some like woke sh like woke for like 90s early 2000s kind of shit or are you gonna like you yeah. know for the time period and like it's yeah I almost think <laughs> the like the period. dick thing would annoy me slightly less if we hadn't had like the whole like oh you're just a woman on your period you're fucking weak kind of thing right before that and like we just got like <laughs> like three chapters mm -hmm. two chapters of like solid development yeah. in a way for Casca for Griffith for the story as a whole and Casca had some very vulnerable moments. Mm -hmm. And then, like, we're immediately back to where we were when we started this arc. With her being harassed, with her being, like, uh, like threatened with rape, with uh, people who yes. should be defending her, like, not taking her seriously and making jokes at her expense. And it's just, like, this constant thing where, like, Casca's not respected. Yes. And, like, Casca isn't allowed to be her own character, like, with her own motivations that exist outside of a man still. And I, I honestly don't think that really changes. Right. So, you know, and like, the, the, yeah. Like, I don't think Costco has handled well through Reddit. That's somewhat because of um, my roommate Reddit, and we've talked a lot about it. Shout out to Zach. Um, but. I don't think yeah. Casca is a successful character in a lot of ways, even though I love her a lot. Um, but, like, I feel like later on, Mira is kind of like, oh, I'm going to try to do better with these other female characters and see if, like, that works, you know? And I can't speak to that because I haven't gotten to those yet. But for Casca herself, like, I just wish... I wish she had gotten to that point sooner because I think she could have been so good and there's so much wasted potential with her. And I feel like, yeah. like Cheval said, like with half of her backstory being about Griffith and most of it, like yeah. not existing outside of him, that's kind of testament to it, you know? And it's, it's just sad because she could have been really good and it could have at least been like, yeah. you know, we're told yeah. that she's respected by like the troops and stuff, but then you still have like guts and sometimes some and like Corcus and you know even judo sometimes it's kind of like ah she's just a woman you know and it's like that kind of thing so it sucks yeah yeah and, and you know the argument i've seen sometimes when this happens with female characters is like well no. like are they supposed to like basically people think that the pendulum is supposed to swing the opposite way right and it's like no that's not what we're asking for right it, it it's we're asking exactly. for like just not absolutely being tagged mm -hmm. to those characters because that's something I realized as I'm yeah. reading ahead. Is I was like, 
I still like Casca's character, but this is a very specific thing about her that I don't think is going to change. And yeah, that that's something that is a little, eh, it's a little disappointing, but it's also important to talk about it because I feel like sometimes when people talk about this manga, a lot of what people say is like, it, it, <laughs> people love saying this about things that don't <laughs> age well, but they say that like, oh, it, it like ages really yeah. well and it, and it gets like, even over time, it's gotten better. Right. And it's like, Yes and no, right? Like the art for Berserk, I would say a lot of it is aged yeah. well. Some of the writing for Berserk, I think, is aged, let's say, better than right. intended. Not, I'm not gonna sit here and say it's like it's like supposed to be like that, right? I think it's a little. I think we need to like kind of confront the fact that like, yeah, there's some shit that's just mm-hmm. straight up not very well done. And I think it's okay to be like just disappointed with Casa's character because I kind of am, but. I think that that's we're not done something that needs to be talked about because these kind of, these like I said we're not done with this bullshit yet we have a couple more chapters of disrespect Casca time but um I don't know I'm I'm looking forward to see what else comes up but yeah I there's just so much random ass stuff in this writing that is so weird and we get to we get to a couple more parts of it but just like once again just oh we have a battle scene hey remember we can take you prisoner and keep you as our sex slave haha Casca. like we don't need to have that it's just bad we don't need to have that just because it's like oh it offends women or something it's just bad writing like it's just not like good to keep it's just bad. Like you can't put that stuff in your media and be like, yeah, "Well, I'm doing it do ironically." It. If it's one not done well, and yeah, no, that's it. Yeah, if it's not done well, then don't do it. <laughs> that's kind of that's kind of the end of it. Slash. Slash. I wanted to um, I wanted to talk to the, about this earlier, but I actually think it ties in really well here. Um, and mm-hmm. kind of showing that like the way Costco is treated here has not really changed in a lot of media like even this came out which was like 20 years ago you know maybe more than that at this point like it came out a while ago but um i've been i've been reading chainsaw man recently and i have mixed feelings about it and i honestly might make a video about it once i finish the series because Mm -hmm. i kind of want I want to talk about more things like we do here on the podcast but um yeah I don't want to do a full episode on it like on the podcast necessarily mm-hmm. um but I've been I've been reading Chainsaw Man and I I want to start off by saying I really enjoy a lot of Chainsaw Man mm-hmm. I think the art's really cool I think the premise and like a lot of like the monsters and shit I think that's cool I like a lot of like story beats with it and stuff I think they're good. Um, the yeah. women are written like fucking shit in it. Um, and <laughs> I have been struggling with it. I think I'm like six volumes in now. I think there's nine out right now. I think there might be like 13 total or something. Um, someone's going to prove me wrong. Uh, but I, I've i been really reading it and I've enjoyed a lot of it. And I honestly think reading Berserk kind of prepped me to read Chainsaw Man because I think if I had read this like a year ago even I probably would have put it down by this point because I would have been annoyed but um my brain kind of like glosses over certain parts until I'm like done reading it and I'm like thinking about it and I'm Mm -hmm. like 
I didn't like that at all. And I'm not going to get too, like, exacting in it because there are, like, spoilers related to things with it. But um, a lot of the women, the way they are treated, like, it's just, it sucks. And it's kind of one of those things where, like, things revolve around a man or their attraction to a man. And it honestly, a boy, uh, there's also a lot, I feel like people haven't talked about this, and it, it is a shonen, and I have feelings on that too. I honestly do not think it should be rated as a shonen for several reasons, but um, <laughs> there's like basically pedophilia and pedophilia jokes in it, and it's okay uh, because it's directed at a young boy. Oh, uh, yes, and the so, Hunter, uh, yeah. Okay. yeah, 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 <laughs> and like, he, you know, he's a teenager, but he's only like 15, and he reiterates that several times, and so, like, obviously this isn't Casca's situation, but there are several points where I'm reading it where I have a moment where I'm like, I feel like I'm reading Berserk, kind of, you know, because there's, like, yeah. a lot of gore, there's a lot of like exciting things happening there's a lot of like very visually like stimulating like art going on that i appreciate a lot and then i'll hit a point and i'm just like uh and i don't like it and the mm-hmm. i was talking about this with sash and they were like well you know the difference is like zerk was written like 20 years ago and this was written like maybe like in 2018 or something like mm-hmm. some of these chapters and like it's still coming out um yeah. At least, like, the translation is. I don't know. I think it might be done. I'm not sure. But um, it's just been really interesting to see people talk about that one as well. Because nobody ever talks about the sexism stuff in it. No one talks mm. about, um, you know, the sexual advances towards a teenager. No one talks about, like, these very specific things that aren't really spoilers. They're just things that mm. you should be able to talk about when you're talking about something that you like and like that's not <laughs> that's again everyone just wants to be like oh it's really cool and like this seems the seems very common yeah, yeah and it seems very with so many things but yeah I, I feel like manga and anime specifically get so much slack for it because yeah. some of that shit you describe is in a lot of it. and we talked about this before like this is why that shit needs to be talked about when it isn't a popular piece of media like when um you know one punch man has his transphobic and weird shit or hunter hunter has a pedophilic character Mm -hmm. or like because the thing is is that we're obviously saying that there are writers who are rising in the ranks or whatever and getting their shit published who are learning from this shit and they're not like vetting themselves on it they're not learning Mm -hmm. how to write better they're not learning that maybe that's not cool or rather they're being basically emboldened to be like oh, no, this is fine. Like, this is just a staple of this genre is to have this weird shit, these weird tropes where uh, young boys or young girls, a lot of the times young girls, both of them, honestly, are always, Mm -hmm. like, sexualized in these weird ways. But, you know, when we were 15 or 16, we didn't think it was weird. But now that we're older, a lot of us are like, what the fuck is this? And I'm really looking really kind of strange at the non-teenagers who aren't, like, talking about this stuff. Exactly. Because, like... There are even arcs I used to watch that I would like of certain animes that I'm like, I'm not going to watch this anymore because this is weird. And I think it is really strange because that's the thing. I, I've wanted to read Chainsaw Man and watch it for a minute and I just haven't gotten around to it. Right. Mm-hmm. Because I've heard it was good. I heard it's XYZ. I've seen the art. The art looks cool to me. Whatever. Yeah. I have not heard any of the shit you just mentioned. Yeah. I figured. And, like at all. I hadn't. And, and besides from you and Sasha. And, and, and that's the thing is like, 
I feel like we're getting to this point where those are like staples of the genre, mm-hmm. specifically shonen stuff and mm-hmm. sending stuff. And it's up to the writers and it's up to the fans one to talk about the shit when it happens. And it's up to the writers to actually give a shit because I feel like what it is now is that it's like, oh yeah, this is great manga that has this super cool character. Oh yeah, also they hit on a child every fucking episode and there's yeah. this dumb pervy character that can't stop grabbing people's tits. But everything else about it is really good. Like we're adults now and a lot of this stuff is marketed towards adults who were going out like like you know getting out of college out of college like used to watch a lot of this stuff Mm -hmm. right a lot of a lot of anime and manga is targeted towards us and it's still targeted towards teenagers and kids like don't get it wrong Mm -hmm. right so like i don't know why some of us aren't being like like it's not even one of those things where like this is an adult theme Mm -hmm. no these are like pointless jokes and random plot beats that are put into these things that make the art in my opinion like objectively worse yes because like I'll go back and watch Hunter Hunter because there are some amazing fucking episodes, some of the coolest fights I've ever seen in that show. I'm probably going to skip some of the episodes where Hisoka is just going full on pedophile because that's not good TV to me. Yeah. Like, it's not. It's just not good. It's not acceptable. That's not, like, fun. It's not, like, a character arc. And I don't know. All that to say, like, I feel like it's just people getting used to it, mm-hmm. which is, like, no, we should be talking about how that's, like, gross. Right. <laughs> Like, that shouldn't be a staple of the genre. Like, I feel like there's a difference between, you know, really problematic gross stuff happening in, like, Evangelion, Mm -hmm. where, like, I think, like, Misato, like, makes out with Shinji in the movie or whatever, right? Yeah, the framing of that is not the same as a one of these scenes we read from berserk or some of the pedophilia stuff i've seen in mm-hmm. it right like i remember watching that and i even seen some interviews where like they were like yeah that was supposed to be gross like <laughs> sato kissing shinji yeah. wasn't like oh this is hot like this is the last time like at that point in the series masato is a very like destroyed like sad mm-hmm. adult who like feels very taken advantage of because of several things mm-hmm. And, like, that's a nasty, like, character flaw moment. And the movie is full of those. That's, like, the point of the movie, right? right? And from what I've seen in recent stuff, that's not the point of what they're doing. It's literally just, like, ha-ha, pedophilia. Ha-ha, gross thing. And it's, like, (laughs) we need to stop that, y'all. Like, oh, my God. I want to watch anime so bad, but then I'm, like, when's this gross 15-year-old sexualization going to come in? I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) I I guess I'll get to it eventually. I, um... God, I feel like Chainsaw Man really <laughs> caught me off guard, too, because, like, Sasha had warned me about it, um, because they've been reading stuff ahead of me, not to, like, vet it or anything, just because they happen to read the, um, it's usually, like, Zach reads it, Sasha reads it, mm. then I read it, because Zach buys it or whatever, but, um, I, the first mm. volume of Chainsaw Man is almost perfect, honestly. It is incredibly fucking good. Oh, great. It, so good and i and here's here's kind of what i want to talk about too with it because like there's stupid boob jokes and stuff in it you know i thought they were funny honestly mm-hmm. like i didn't mind them yeah, i thought it was you can still do <laughs> right, that stuff. i thought it was like kind of fitting for it honestly because it's a stupid 15 year old boy you know of course he's kind of horny or whatever and it wasn't like a weird horny at the time you know it was kind of like yeah okay this is fine. And, you know, that may not be the case for someone else, but to me, I was like, you know, this is kind of funny, actually. I'm okay with this. Yeah. And then, mm-hmm. like, 
you get into the next volumes and like I don't know like there's there's a lot with it but basically you know he's working with a lot of like adult women and like every woman is attracted to him for some reason almost and it like is that kind of thing but like these are like adult women and like I can't say some things because of spoilers but like there is a scene where there's almost like a statutory rape scene with him and also like one where he's drunk and this woman almost takes advantage of him and it's played off for a laugh uh uh-huh, silly, silly manga yeah manga. and Yay. like after so right cool. and afterwards she's like did we sleep together and he's like no and she's like oh haha i could have gone to jail for that and i'm like yeah you should have bitch <laughs> you should have gone to jail yeah, good for job that. writer um and like <sighs> I, I see reviews for some of it and you know it's the kind of thing where it's like oh this is like a young boy's dream with like these older women and hitting on him and assaulting him and i'm like uh... oh wow that's sure great i'm like getting louder because this really pisses me off but um it just it it, it makes me really upset because as a core like uh, things you have heard about Chainsaw Man Saw Man are true like it is good in a lot of ways but nobody told me about that shit I have never seen anyone talk mm. about it really and like I've, I've been reading this um I'm kind of telling all my myself here i've been reading a yaoi recently that's like a more like adult geared one mm-hmm. and i was really mm-hmm. enjoying it a lot and for the first volume and it's a very slow build thing and it's about like these two dancers and like ballroom competitions and stuff but i was it's called 10 dance if anyone wants to check it out um i don't know if i would recommend it at this point but um there's a lot of <laughs> like racism against latin americans in it because one of them is a latin dancer and he's half cuban and it's like very obvious Mm -hmm. where like the fetishization of it comes in and it's incredibly obvious in the second volume i actually need to finish it still because i set it down because it was pissing me off and i went to read reviews about it nobody's talking about it no one even brought that shit up and (laughs) that kind of pissed me off even more And, like, that on top of Chainsaw Man, I've just kind of been, like, I need y'all to talk about things more. Like, it is okay to like these things. I may not agree with you, and I may kind of think, I may judge you a little bit for it, because I am a judgmental person. But, like, you know, it's no skin off my nose either way. But, like, when you talk, when you don't talk about these things, and you like them, and you're not talking about them so you can excuse it, like that bothers me a lot that's why we're doing this podcast like you said we say it's like every other episode but like there's a reason we're talking about things because no one talks about it and it sucks a lot Mm. and i hate it yeah yeah because that's the thing is you said something valuable is like you're still allowed to like these things and criticize them at the same time like i for instance one of my favorite games right now guilty gear strive has the worst mode set of modes (laughs) i have seen in a fighting game since Street Fighter V. It is fucking awful. There's nothing to do in the game besides play online and play arcade. There's nothing to do, right? So guess what? I still like the game. I think it's a lot easier to do that with things like, hey, this has some pedophilia in it. Maybe we should right. talk about that just a little bit. And also, like, I get it. Some some people might want to say, well, some of these things are kind of marketed. Like you said, this is a shonen we were talking about. So obviously this is marketed mm-hmm. towards teenagers. Yeah, we shouldn't be putting that that's stuff in teen yes. media. Like, like that's the type of stuff that, like, like, like this isn't like a situation where, like, this isn't, <laughs> this isn't like, 
Euphoria or some shit where it's shown on an adult network that you need access to get to this shit. Which is weird in and of itself. This is like a manga that is like a teen... Yeah, that's a whole other thing, right? That's a whole whole other bag of garbage to deal with with that, right? But like this isn't like The Sopranos or some shit. Better example, right? Where it's like, wow, this Mm -hmm. is very problematic. This is something that's being marketed partially towards children. Yeah. Like... It, it, it is like and i'm not even like the save the children type of motherfucker i'm just saying like i don't like that straw man of like well it wasn't intended for us anyway and i'm like well who is pedophilia yeah, intended for like then what are you trying to say yeah like i'm sorry a 15 year old i don't care if a 15 year old thinks it's cute that a 15 year old is maybe being statutorily raped by a 20 something year old that's not something we should be encouraging because then we just leave it to the, it right. being a trend over and over you know like we just kind of keep seeing it over and over so guess what like like you said it's not about getting rid of pervy jokes or not mm-hmm. making those kinds of jokes it's like you know when is that not gonna when is that gonna become something exactly, that's not a staple exactly. of the genre is kind of the thing in my opinion right like 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 today we saw it in berserk we saw pedophilia be mentioned but guess no. what it wasn't like played up for laughs and to my knowledge so far it never has been it's always been like hey, this is an awful thing that is integral to this right. part of the story, right? Because we'll get, like you said, th- this wasn't just mentioned for no reason. This is going to come back up later, the specific situation with Griffith and mm-hmm. um, the guy he slept with. But yeah, I don't know. That's really interesting because I-, I feel like we're getting more and more to this point. Like this, we're reaching yes. like critical mass <laughs> with this point of um, you can't criticize. If you, if you dislike something, you have to yeah. wholly dislike it, right? And it's like, no, you don't have to do that. You can fully criticize something and call it shit and then also be like, well, I like this part of it. Or do the opposite. Be like, this is great, but mm-hmm. this part of it is really bad and I wish you would fix it. Like, there is yeah. a, me- a middle ground. Once again, some of my favorite things. I still like the Evangelion uh, anime movie, whatever the fuck, whichever mm-hmm. part of it you're talking about, right? There is some shit in that thing that is so mm-hmm. egregiously bad or just not well done that I will right. probably say that about it until the end of time. Because one, it's not changing. It's already there. The media mm-hmm. is made. It exists. Like, deal with it, right? Like, just deal with it. I, I listen to rappers who say god-awful things in some songs yeah. that I probably won't listen to anymore. I'm going to deal with that. Or there's rappers I don't listen to anymore because right. I don't condone their real-life actions. Like... Like, things I've seen them do, right? So, like, it's it's one of those things where it's, like, take the criticism and, like, make it matter or else we're going to keep getting these pedo yeah. jokes and mangas for the next yeah. 50 goddamn years. And and then we'll have people oh, saying it's a cultural thing, which is a whole up. other... I, terms, that, that's what I see a lot with this kind of stuff, too, <laughs> and that is so fucking racist. I just want you guys to know you're fucking racist if you say that. What the fuck is wrong with you? And also, why is it that it's being constantly exported and marketed towards Americans and a Western audience, if that's true? Maybe they're not the ones doing that kind of thing. Maybe it's Mm -hmm. what sells overseas. Hmm. (laughs) Let's think about it. Maybe they're marketing things for us because we're one of of their biggest markets. So they do things that we're clearly okay with. Wow, it's almost like... Dragon Ball Z is one of the top fucking franchises <laughs> in the United States or something. God. Who fucking knows? Like, every time people say that, like, because the same people get mad whenever um, a game comes to the States and they're like, 
okay, we aged the characters yeah. up to 18 and we gave them more clothes. The same people are going to be like, will be like, uh, wow, I can't believe censorship exists, right? And it's like, okay, y'all, like, like you're picking the wrong battle because newsflash, not all Japanese oh people God, are pedophiles what? and okay with statutory rape. I know some of y'all, it's going <laughs> to, some manga fans, it's going to blow y'all's goddamn minds because all you know about Japan is about some fucking mm-hmm. manga you read in the 90s. <laughs> that you think represents a whole country. I'm sorry. It doesn't. Like, I'm sorry really you are doesn't. so inundated with, like, Lully and Shoto <laughs> shit that you think that it's acceptable, but a lot of people don't think that shit is acceptable, even there. Like, a lot of people there hate you. I just want you to know that. Yeah. It's not just me. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of people out there who hate you. Yeah, like... Like, believe it or not, guess what? All the weird porn is still in the back <laughs> of the shop. in japan (laughs) you still have to go into the back behind a curtain to go look at your weird porn like like i feel like i see this this misconception all the time be like yeah porn is just normal in japan no it's not it's not just like yeah you can you can go into the yeah like yeah you can go into the convenience store and find the porn magazine if you go look hard enough but it's not like right just there right like i don't it's this weird misconception that like Jen is not only more sterile than us, quote unquote, but they're also just different oh. sexually. And it's like, no, like we got to stop pushing that weird yeah. narrative. It's so like racist. I don't know. It how really else to put is. It. And I feel like it's, I also ugh. see that shit anytime like <laughs> got like a French movie or something is made or like a French director makes an American movie. I say France specifically because I can think of several from France, but mm-hmm. it's Europe, Europe as a whole where like only by your name a very bad age gap thing mm-hmm. and when i say bad age gap thing i mean like a teenager with like a late 20s something or like a 30 something year old that's not acceptable i have yes. a lot of feelings yes. about age gap stuff and like i don't mind if you are an adult and you are dating someone much older than you i think that's fine you know and i'm not saying yeah. like 18 year olds because i have some feelings about that yeah. too but like I think, like, once you are, like, honestly, like, around 22, yeah. you can start making a lot more decisions like that, and you have a lot more life experiences. Exactly. Yeah. So, it's just, it's 20s, it's a different yeah. dynamic. But, like, once you, yeah, the one I can think about different recently, I don't spaces. think this was yeah. actually a European director, but I saw people using the excuse with it. Uh, Licorice Pizza came out a couple of months ago. Yes. That is not that that motherfucker no. is not a European. <laughs> what the fuck are they? Oh my god! Just saying <laughs> yeah, shit. I mean, no. he's white. If I that's what you mean. <laughs> I realized after I started like that lead up, he wasn't. Oh, sorry. Yeah. No, no, no not you. Not, not you. Yeah. Um, European, but one of the Haynes yeah, sisters yeah. is like the main actress in it, and she was kind of excusing stuff too. And I was like, oh, that's yeah. a interesting take and by interesting take i mean it's gross um but like a lot of people were like oh well like you know it's okay because blah 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 and it doesn't last or whatever but i'm like she's still like a fucking like late 20s something hanging out with a bunch of like teenagers for whatever fucking reason because she's fucking immature yes. and like there are parts of their relationship that are like yeah played for laughs or whatever i haven't watched it i have no desire to watch it so if you want to lambast me for that, that's fine I think it sounds like yeah, absolute dog shit. I'm not even. Um, I'm not even interested. It's not my. It's. I'm gonna say this. I don't care how many white people I offend. I offend with this. It seems like one of those movies that a bunch of film nerds and a bunch of white 
like 100 percent will tell me is like the greatest movie they've ever seen and it's mid like it's one like and if you like that director that's fine i've that shit looks like a fucking snooze fest to me and my thing about it is like that age gap thing always confused me because when you talk about it with people a lot of people's really like one ignorant and also like Mm -hmm. two very revealing opinions come out because like i just see a lot of people going like well it's not as bad as you think it is. and it's like okay guys like if you have to say that then what are we even talking about anymore like if you like Mm-hmm. And there was that. There was um, uh, "Call Me by Your Name," which was a disgusting movie. And you know, it, that's the one I, I always think of. Yes, yes, that one too. I, I feel like everybody always does this thing, and I feel like mm-hmm. this is how pervasive a lot of this like weird pedo age gap shit is. Because now, like, it's almost like splitting hairs, right? It's like people who would try to tell you, like, oh, "Well, actually, you're a hebophile, not a pedophile." Like, people say stupid shit like that, right? It, it's like, it, it's like. Right. Like, why are we splitting hairs at this point? Right. Like, you see, people. My my first thing is like, you see, people are upset because it's an age gap because they think it's inappropriate. First of all, why are you defending that? Second of all, why is this a thing that has to be like, mm-hmm. like so present? Right. Like, it like the age gap thing is very much like, oh, we have to include this. Like, for some reason, this has to be a part of my movie because, as we all know, all all young boys <sighs> had a strange relationship with somebody in yep. their twenties, which. One isn't true, and two yes. does not need to be a part of your coming of age story. Because if it's a coming of age story, and it's I guess if it's based on something, that's fine. And you're trying to get some shit off. I get, I mean, mm-hmm. get some shit out of you that you're holding in. Whatever, that's you. But like, I don't get it being like this, this like theme that has to be defended because that's how you get motherfuckers like Woody Allen still just rocking around, doing his thing, marrying his daughters, being a nasty motherfucker, and. Mm-hmm we just get more licorice pizzas every year. I don't know. It's just very age gap conversations get more and more volatile. I feel like every year because people try to find different ways to be like, well, it's artful and it's not like the, the actors aren't actually that old. And it's like, Oh my fucking God. Like you're missing the point, but okay. I mean, it's the same thing they say about manga and stuff. It's just cartoons. Like, okay buddy we're just gonna pretend, <laughs> yeah. pretend we don't no. have brains work anymore but literally i <laughs> no, um, no problem sounds good god there there was a book recently too and i talked to you about this another time but um there's a book recently too i don't think it came recently but so like it all kind of like coincided within the same few months and i was like i hate this shit um but (laughs) it's you know it also deals with that and i feel like sometimes people try to be like well you know like the younger person is the more one pursuing them and being more aggressive and all this stuff and so they just well like the adult like what are they gonna do you say no bitch like you draw a line you do a boundary you're the adult yeah Um, and that (laughs) that's literally an excuse that Mm -hmm. pedophiles use all of the time to be like oh well that's why my relationship with this child is because she came on to me you are the adult in this situation like it's called saying no like i don't know why this is always like because that's always like i hate that because that's it's put in the court of like the other person that's the thing this is this has been a plot line on mm-hmm. several shows that have been popular recently like 
just to name yep. like i don't even want to name because there's several sh- like netflix shows and shit where this is like a plot line right where like it's this weird age gap um i think a recent netflix show got away with it because the guy was 18 he's a college mm-hmm. kid but he's sleeping with a woman who's like in her 30s right and it, it's they always mess with it in these ways where it's like well you can't get mad at it or you have to like see the dynamic and it's like ah once again it kind of harkens back to that conversation mm-hmm. we had about are we doing this for story reasons or are you doing this yeah. to just up the edgy edginess of your media like which which is it is this you know yeah like i don't know it, it's it's very strange i don't know once again as you say every episode <laughs> be yeah. a little critical about the things you watch if something makes you uncomfortable like really uncomfortable you probably shouldn't watch it i mean all i'm saying is i watched a pretty good movie last oh, night nice. i watched uh, malignant for the first time which was a fucking sick ass horror movie it was such a it was a fun movie um and yeah guess what um it's possible for movies to exist and not have <laughs> weird what? age gaps and pedophilia in them and still be very jarring so yeah you guys can you can find other ways to do uh that, yeah so. i yeah 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 no it doesn't always have to involve your weird like i'm sorry some of y'all Please. I don't have to like your favorite director's fetish, by the way. So stop talking about every time your little stupid director comes out with a movie you like that I don't get art because I don't want to sit there to his like mental jacking off of an age gap. Like, yeah. no, I don't like uh, your director. That's my other Movies thing. Subjective. Like, I feel, Fuck off. I feel, I feel like <laughs> even if here. you take out those things, Skedaddle. you know, sometimes you just don't like something. And I feel like people always feel like you have to have a completely justifiable reason that they agree with for you not to like something, you know? And sometimes I just don't like, I can be a negative person sometimes. And also sometimes it's just not something I enjoy. And that's okay. Like even if it's a perfectly normal thing, like mm-hmm. I can be like, I don't like Percy Jackson or whatever. And I get people who are like, why don't you like Percy Jackson? It's a YA classic and blah, 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 Rick Riordan. And I'm like, yeah, he's a mm-hmm. good author. I get that. I don't, I didn't get into them. I didn't read Redwall. I didn't read, um, uh, I don't know, like some other fucking nostalgic thing. Um, And, you know, like you can have a valid reason, like with Harry Potter and people still act like you shot their dog or something. But like even just innocuous things, like you can be, I didn't like this. And someone's like, well, why? And I'm like, it just wasn't my thing. And then they'll like hound you for an answer. And it's like, it's okay to just not like things. It's okay for me not to like certain foods. It's okay for me not to like makeup brands or certain movies or directors or certain kinds of game genres like musos, you know, like there's so many things that like you cannot like. And it's the validity in it. Right. You don't like it. And that's an okay thing. Like you don't have to justify everything. But at the same time, like if someone uh, gives you an answer and you're like, well, like, for example, like, you're like, oh, well, why don't you like Harry Potter? And you're like, oh, well, I think that having werewolves as an AIDS allegory and then having a werewolf who purposefully infects kids is kind of fucked up and awful. And that's <laughs> just one of many things for me. And then you try to, like, well, actually mm. it away or be like, well, then this and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I don't care. I don't like it. And I told you why I didn't. You still like it. I'm going to judge you for liking it. You can't change that but like i'm not gonna be like oh poo poo or whatever you know know, like i mean with harry potter like a lot of yeah i 
Harry Potter sucks. Yeah, this is a Harry, Harry Potter. Potter hate podcast. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I I yeah. feel like that's the thing is like it feel it feels like a personal attack kind of thing, and it's like, well, you know, there's things I like that people don't like. A lot of people don't like mm-hmm. fighting games. A lot of people don't like the food. I, some food I like. Um, there's media me and Cal like yeah. that the other one doesn't like it's or fine. doesn't really isn't really interested in, and that's okay because <laughs> that's that's why there's so much media. So you can go enjoy your weird age gap movie made by a director who's only getting away with it because you guys yeah. sucked off his other movies and the rest of us don't have to do that we we can we can just be like hell look at that we can also point and laugh at your movie and be yeah. like hey isn't that weird that they're using an age gap and oh, gassing God. it up off of the yeah. a dead actor's son isn't that really weird and then you know yeah just and like i don't know like whatever <laughs> <laughs> Jesus um, Christ, we're rolling now but it's yeah it's just the bottom line is like we're yeah, we're we're, we're 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 rambling a little bit. Point, <laughs> it's all good though. <laughs> we are full, full ADHD. But the point is, like, there are a lot of reasons like not to like something, and sometimes it's a valid reason, and sometimes the valid reason is just that you don't like it, and sometimes the valid reason is like it has pedophilic content that makes me uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But you can't personally in that way. Like, it's not like. Like, if someone said that thing about, like, a nonfiction book about racism or something, that could be something to talk about, you know? Be like, well, why didn't you like that? Why was this, like, an uncomfortable moment mm-hmm. for you that you couldn't live with, you know? Like, there, there's actual real-life, real-world things that are good to be uncomfortable about and good to challenge yourself on. But sometimes with certain media, you just don't like it. <laughs> and there's a reason for it, or there isn't. <laughs> Slash. If you guys have anything uh, else that's kind of like related to anything we talked about, send us anything that you guys have any opinions on in terms of like if there is a piece of media that kind of maybe something that turns you off because you got to a certain point and you're like, yes. this isn't gelling with me anymore because it's either not well written or this plot line came up that was fumbled and wasn't help, help, uh, handled well. Um, or the whole show wasn't handled well and you had high hopes for it or mm-hmm. manga or anything like that. But um, you can do that by shooting us an email at we're unpacking it at gmail.com. Um, you can also catch us on Twitter at let's underscore under unpack underscore it. You can also pack a also pack us also catch us on <laughs> Instagram at um, unpack that pod. Yeah. So yeah, go, go interact with us all those places. My Twitter is also at ball P um cows is at botanical night and you can uh, catch us online and you know come yell at us about something don't don't talk to me about liquor's pizza don't talk to me about I, I haven't watched the movie i don't want to watch it either but um <laughs> yeah talk to me about chainsaw man i don't even, I don't even want i don't even know any shit about that but yeah come talk to me about yeah that. but um like, i love talking yeah, about uh, shit <laughs> it's fun yeah yeah come 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 yell at us we we appreciate it but Next time, we will get into a couple more chapters of Berserk and round out the rest of this battle, it seems like. Maybe the rest of the battle. This is a pretty long sequence, not including the cliff falling stuff. This whole battle kind of drags a A little little. bit. But um, besides that, we will catch you guys next uh, time on Wednesday, right? Yeah, in two weeks on Wednesday. So yeah, Um, catch us on social media. Shoot us a message if you can. And we'll see you guys next time. See ya.
Over. Over.